Blog Talk Radio.
Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We need to be reminded sometimes that the shofar is going to sound for God to take his children home. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. And so, brothers and sisters, uh, praise God. We got to get used to that trumpet, that shofar. But when it sounds, praise you, Lord, we, we get taken home. We disappear. We departure from this earth. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. That word, departure. Boy, that word, the devil wanted out of the Bible. Praise you, Lord. But it's in the word of God for sure. The Lord is not going to leave his livid bride behind. He's going to take home those that are here for sure. He's going to take them off to heaven. So where he is, we will also be also. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. Thank you, Lord. I want to go ahead and go to Genesis 30, where we are going to be reading. Praise you, Lord, the word of God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. As we wait for the Lord, I want to go ahead and encourage you to continue to seek the Lord and prepare for his coming. Continue to repent. Continue to get ready. Don't get tired of praying, fasting, and waiting for the Lord. We get desperate because we love him, but we don't get tired. We get desperate because we want to be with him. Praise you, Lord, because we love him so much. We want to be close with him. Thank you, Jesus. So we are desperate to be with him. Thank you, Lord. So we're desperate to enjoy his presence. Praise you, Lord, and listen to his wisdom that endures forever. Just today I was listening, uh, watching one of Solomon movies, I believe it was the Richard, was the Richard Gere, I mean, no, it wasn't the Richard Gere one, so it was the other one. Um, I forget the name of the actor, but it was one of Solomon movies, and it was not the 1960s, it was one of the 70s, I believe, but it was, it was a, a powerful Solomon movie. He quotes a lot of Proverbs and a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, the book of Ecclesiastes. Praise your Lord, and, and I don't know if you, Praise the Lord, but all vanity, vanity of vanity. We've been here too long, brothers and sisters, and it all began to taste like vanity. <laughs> and that's how a lot of people are saying it. It smells like vanity. It tastes like vanity. Praise the Lord. Uh, it is so sad that it, 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 it all turned into vanity. This earth is all vanity, says, says the wisdom that God gave to Solomon. Praise the Lord. And remember that quote in Proverbs, according to Ecclesiastes. Praise the Lord. And we, we need to we need to hear we need to hear with our ear. Praise the Lord, the word of God, and really pay close attention. Especially when the word of God is being quoted. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Because the reason God why God gave Solomon Proverbs or wisdom was Proverbs one two says to know wisdom and instructions to per, perceive the, the words of understanding, to receive instruction of, of wisdom, justice, judgment, iniquity. Those are the things that our, our community, our nation is missing, and they're walking away from it le- daily. And it's all starting to taste really bad. And it's all vanity, brothers and sisters. They're moving away from instruction of wisdom, the word of God. The word of God is instruction of wisdom. But it says to 
receive, receive to for them to open their hearts. In order for you to receive, you have to open your heart first. You have to be willing. So the nations are showing before God in a willingness to receive instruction of wisdom. Because every word that comes out of out of God's mouth is wisdom. Thank you, Lord. Justice. Boy, the nations are so great and so powerful when justice, hallelujah, is in the higher court. It's, it's, it's in society. Judgment. When everyone is being judged fairly. When justice is being used, the people are being judged fairly. Iniquity. Everyone given the same opportunity, brothers and sisters. Praise you, Lord. But when a society moves away from these things, brothers and sisters, boys, it turns into a society, an ungodly society. And that's what this nation and many other nations are heading, to an ungodly society, away from the wisdom of God, away from the instruction, away from receiving the instruction of wisdom. And that lacking the wisdom of God is nothing worse because it is, everything is injustice. Everything is unfairness. There's no equity. There's no judgment. There is no fair justice. And it's so much goes on in a nation, praise you, Lord, that gives their back to God, that turns away from God's instruction, from God's word, from his wisdom, brothers and sisters, from his understanding. Praise you, Lord. And then it says the gifts are self Subtlety to the simple. Hallelujah. And to the young man knowledge and discretion. Verse 5, the wise man will hear and will increase the learning. And a wise man, of course, is a man that has given, or a woman that has given their life to Jesus. Praise you, Lord. A wise man will hear and will increase learning. A man of understanding to attain and to wide counsel. In other words, Whenever the Lord's hours, hallelujah, is being shared, a wise man is paying attention. A wise woman is paying attention. Whenever the word of God is being shared, a wise, wise woman, a wise man is paying attention to receive because they know that the greater wisdom comes from God. He is all wisdom. He is all understanding. He is the one. He is the way, brothers and sisters, that God has given to us. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ, his son. And anyone who don't have this wisdom is in darkness. But anyone who receives wisdom walks in the light. Praise you, Lord. Ensure that his work is being done in light. Thank you, Jesus. All right, let's go to Proverbs 30. I'm sorry, Genesis 30. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, God. In Genesis 30, we read uh, that when Rachel saw that she uh, when Rachel saw that she bore Jacob no children, Rachel envied her sister. Uh, we know her sister is Leah, and, and said unto Jacob, "Give me children. Give me children. Praise you, Lord. Or else I die. Or else I die." Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. Let me take a break, and I'll be back right after this. Thank you, Jesus. All we need is you, oh, Lord. Yes, oh, yes. I'll be back after this. 
in our lives, there's only emptiness, sadness, complaint, confusion, deceiving talk. Praise the Lord, deceiving people. The Lord will bring back around us and praise you, Lord. That's why we don't focus on men. We focus on Jesus. We don't focus on our problem. We focus on Jesus. Seek the kingdom of heaven first, and every other thing will be added unto you. Thank you, Lord. So Rachel saw that she bore Jacob no son, no children. So Rachel envied her sister. I share in another Bible study that uh, uh, in, in, this, in this chapter 30 of Jacob, uh, Rachel, praise you, Lord, is Israel. I want, I want you to see this. Ra- Rachel is Israel, and Leah is, 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 praise the Lord, the world. But we have two types of church. We have the church that loves the Lord, and we have the church, praise the Lord, that doesn't really love him. Five of wise and five of the ten virgins, five of wise and five was foolish. I want you to see that Jacob here is the Lord Jesus. He's representing in this the Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord. You're going to see as we read how all this plays out, that it, it's happening today in our life. And, and praise you, Lord. Many rabbis, as they look back to Genesis, what they notice is that everything that is going on today in the world, it, it is in Genesis. As men walked away from the garden, they walked away from the presence of God and the entities, the emptiness of men, brothers and sisters, is under their lives, the complaint, the infirmity, the not, not being able to, to have children, with the curse, it's a curse still, brothers and sisters. It's an infirmity, they say today. It needs healing. All this stuff needs healing from the Lord. Because it, under the obedience, there will be no married woman, the Lord says in Deuteronomy 28. So it's part of the curse, not being able to have a child. Praise your Lord. In other case, God had a purpose with Rachel, a special child. With a type of Jesus will have to be born from her because in this in this chapter 30, she's Israel. Brothers and sisters, praise your Lord. She is the one. Praise your God. And, and Rachel is the well. I'm sorry, Leah is the well. But also from Leah comes out of the world comes. Praise your Lord. The church. Praise your God. That is, it is also believing in the Lord. It's also believing in the Messiah. It's also believing in God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you. Let's, let's see how it goes on full. Verse 2 says, And Jacob anger, and it was kindled against Rachel. Praise you, Lord. You notice that when that woman uh, laughed at David, because he was dancing before the ark of the Lord, and it, it, God was not happy with what, he, with what he did. Every time you see, you hear about the angering in the God being angry in the word of God, you see in the result of judgment. You see in the result that she would not bear, uh, was not bear, uh, able to bear a child, brothers and sisters. And, and this is happening in the case of a, a racial, racial Lord. 
So Jacob anger, and it, hallelujah, and was kindled against Rachel. He said, "Am I in God? And, hallelujah, said, who have withheld from thee the fruit of the womb? You see, I told you that Jacob here, hallelujah, is the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. He, he is representing the Lord Jesus Christ here in this chapter thirty. And he said, "I am the Lord." He's confirming that he's asking him. Praise the Lord. The normal of the bride is to ask the Lord. If you have any problem in your life, ask the Lord. He will not get angry of you unless you're not repenting. Unless you're not repenting, you are in trouble. Brothers and sisters. And, and, and they are result for disobedience. Hallelujah. That we read in Deuteronomy 28 also. Thank you. Your disobedience brings curse. And she has a curse on her life. Brothers and sisters, Israel has a curse on her life. Rachel has a curse on her life right now. And she's not able to bear children. Thank you, Lord. But you're going to see that when she takes the action to try to find a way to give in children, praise the Lord, because she understands that God blessed them in the garden and said, be fruitful and multiply. She has this thinking in her mind is, I should be, I, I should be fruitful. I should be having children. I should be giving Jacob descendant. And if I'm not doing this, he's not going to love me no more. He's going to live me. Praise the Lord. But she forget that in the moment Jacob put his eyes on her, he loved her. He loved her. In the moment Jacob put his eyes, the Lord looked, up, looked at his bride. He loved her. The moment he looked at Israel, I'm sorry, he loved Israel. He chose them from among the nations. Although being the smaller nation, he chose them to be his own nation because he loved them, brothers and sisters. That's why he made a covenant with them later on, because he loved them. It was out of love. Covenant of God with Israel is out of love. The covenant that we have a Christ is out of love. You and I are part of the Lord bride, out of love. That's why the rapture has not happened, the pastor. Because it's a covenant out of love, and that means if you love someone, you'll keep reaching out to that person. You keep trying to help that person. You don't give up out of love. That is true love, brothers and sisters. That's what we call True love. The Bible calls that agape love. Highest love there is. Thank you, Jesus. So he's reaching out to his bride. He's reaching out to Israel. He is not going to give up on Israel. He is not going to give up on us. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, God. He's not going to do that. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 3. And she says, Behold, my man be of Belha. I'm going to her, and she will bear, bear upon my need that I may also have a children by her. Now, she's compromising. She's compromising her relationship with Jacob to try to please Jacob. How many Christians do this, brothers and sisters? They compromise. They think that doing things will please the Lord, and they will compromise they, they'll begin to, to praise the Lord. I know people who get into different religions, and they say, no, I need to learn about Buddha. I need to learn about all these other religions. 
and they go around and they end up compromising their relationship with the Lord. And that's exactly what Rachel is doing. Jacob loved Rachel. Jesus loves you. Why do you need to compromise? Why do, why do you need to do that? Why do you think that you need to go out of your way to please the Lord? When he's asking you, the first commandment is, love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. You don't need to compromise to love him. Love him. Praise your Lord. Praise your God. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 4. And she gave him Bela her man for a wife. And Jacob, Jacob, brothers and sisters, praise the Lord. Then she said, praise your Lord. Praise your Lord. What, what Jacob did, thank you, Lord, she was willing to compromise. Jacob, please her. In other words, the Lord would allow you to have certain things in your life. Brothers and sisters, that are not pleasing to him. In your relationship with the Lord, he will allow you to have certain things in your life, but it don't mean they are pleasing to you. He may allow you to marry someone unsafe, someone who doesn't know the Lord, unequally joke. He may allow that to happen in your life because that's what you want. But it doesn't mean that he doesn't tell you on his word, don't do it. Don't do it. He tells you not to do it. But he may allow you to do it. And the Lord has allowed a lot of people to do a lot of things. And a lot of these people think this is the will of God. This is what the Lord wants me to do. No, it's not what he wants you to do. Praise the Lord. It's the desire of your heart. And so the Lord said, well, I love you. Okay. Praise the Lord. But there will be punishment for that. Praise the Lord. It will bring you so much headache. It might make you sick. It might kill you later on. But he can save your soul. Praise the Lord. He's speaking to someone tonight. Thank you, Lord. Verse 5. There had conceived and born Jacob a son. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. It was like when Abraham listened to Sarah and, 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 and took his man as a, as a wife, he compromised. And remember that, that Abraham was a type of God, was a type of the Father. Isaac was a type of Jesus. Praise the Lord. And so when he compromised out of love for his wife Sarah and had this boy, this boy brought so much headache into the family. Ishmael brought so much headache into the family later on. He, would, he could not get along with his brother. It could not happen. His mother would not submit to, to, to Sarah. And Sarah had to say goodbye. Praise the Lord. I'm his wife here. I am the God-chosen woman here. You have to leave. And Sarah did the right thing and got to Abraham that she did. She took the right position. And every time you take the right position in God, God will say amen. Every time you stand on the word of God and you are obedient to the word of God, God will say amen to that. 
obedience is always welcomed by God, especially when it has to do keeping his commandments. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Verse 6. Rachel said, God has judged me. God has judged me, she said. And had also heard my voice. And had given me a son. Therefore, she'll, she'll call his name Dan. That is judging. Praise the Lord. We have a lot of sons from Dan. A lot of people judging one another without being a judge. We have a lot of descending of Dan in this last day. Still judging everyone. They're judging the brothers and sisters. There's a lot of people out there judging. There's still son of Dan. What is a Dan out there? Praise the Lord. Praise you, Lord. There's only one judge, and that's only God. There's only God, the righteous judge. We have to not judge nobody else, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. Verse 7. In their heart, hallelujah, in, before I move on, judging is not of God. You can tell it's not of God. Like having the son is not of God. Praise you, Lord. And they always consequence judging. Doesn't come from God. Praise you, Lord. It comes out of disobedience. You can tell right there. Verse 7. Behold, Rachel may conceive again and bore Jacob a second son. Praise you, Lord. And Rachel said, with grave wrestling, <laughs> with grave wrestling have I wrestled with my sister, and I have prevailed. And she calls me Naphtali. That is my wrestling. Now you know when, from where WrestleMania came out of. WrestleMania, you know where it came out of. You know there's wrestling that is going on in the world. But the word of God also teaches us that we wrestle not against flesh or blood, but against what? Principality. And that's wrestling, the work of the devil can, ten finger, the work of the devil ten finger is a work there. Now, when you watch WrestleMania, how do, how do they paint their face? How do they dress? How do they prepare themselves? The wrestling continue to entertain people. Because Rachel is saying, oh, I'm winning over my sister. I'm winning. I'm winning. WrestleMania. It's going on here, brothers and sisters. The same wrestling spirit, the same wrestling principality are at work there. Sounds like today. <laughs> same wrestling principality, the same wrestling demon are still at work today. Brothers and sisters. It's a demonic entertainment. It's a demonic action. We wrestle not against flesh or blood. They can take form of flesh or blood also. And you think it's human. They are actually demons. They might look like human. They might look like human, but they are demons. You see that not everyone can be, can be a, a wrestler. Not, no, not everyone can, or a boxer, or none of these things. The wrestling continuum is out of the work of the devil. It's out of the work of Satan. 
Satan still wants to entertain God's children. Be careful. Praise you, Lord, because God allows it, like he allowed uh, Rachel's uh, mate to have two sons with Jacob. God allows this, but God is not saying, I approve of this. He's not saying that. Praise you, Lord, because you have a television and you watch wrestling. It doesn't, God is not saying to you, I approve of this. God is allowing you to watch this, but demons are coming through the television, coming into your life. And that's why you keep having all these dreams or you're being attacked in so many different ways. Praise your Lord in your life. And you're saying, wow, why are these demons coming to my television and attacking me? That's why. Because wrestling is demonic. That's what it is. It's demonic. Praise your Lord. Verse 9. When Leah saw that she had feet varying, she took Selpa, her name, and gave her Praise the Lord to, to Jacob for a wife. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You see, you see the action of these two sisters. Did God have Jacob go to Laban, their father, to have a wife? We see the reason why Jacob has to leave his house. Praise the Lord. As he took what belonged to his brother Esau, and ran to this land, praise the Lord, to Laban, hallelujah, her, her, his mother, brother, to marry one of his daughters. One, his eye was racial from the beginning. He fell in love for her from the moment he saw her. But Laban, being a type of Satan, was working his plan. The devil just had began to try to ruin Jacob's life because Satan knew this was a man of God. Why is the devil coming against you, my, my sister, my brother? Because the devil knows you are a woman of God. The devil knows that you are a man of God. That's why he's coming against you the way he has so far. He's been trying to ruin your life. He has tried to make you very unhappy for you to blame God. You don't see the hand of the devil unless the Lord shows it to you. Praise you, Lord, because the devil wants you to see God in all of it. Because all was created by God. It is all, all belongs to God, brothers and sisters. Everything that you see, the heaven and the earth was made by God. Praise you, Lord. So the normal things the devil wants you to do is blame the creator. Blame the Lord. John 1, 1, by hearing all things were made. You see, he wants you to blame the Lord. When something bad happens to you, 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 your family get in a car accident. You get in a car accident. All of a sudden, your light, your light gets cut off. You get fired from work, and immediately you want to blame God because the devil wants to tell you, well, God is in control. Why did he allow you to get fired? Praise you, Lord. God must have allowed it because God had a better job for you already. Praise you, Lord. He also allowed it to have you tested because you will be blessed. Every time God put you through a test, learn to thank him and worship him, which is one of the most difficult things to acknowledge the Lord in all our way, like the Bible says, in good and in bad. No matter what's going on, one of the hardest things we have is to acknowledge God, to thank God for everything that happened to us. But if we can learn to do that, if we learn 
to thank God like the disciples of Bukabat when they were beaten for serving Jesus, for preaching the gospel. They hold it up a great thing. When we learn to get at that spiritual level, we will be blessed by God. Always. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord likes that. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 10. And so far, Leah made boy Jacob a son. And Leah said, a troop cometh. And she called his name God. That is a troop. Hallelujah. A company. That's when your army comes. There's a formation of all these countries' army, troop, army. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Troop or company. Hallelujah. Troop. Uh, it's always, when you look up troop, it's associated with soldier. Brothers and sisters, I say soldier, I say, wow. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Uh, another word for troop, a trooper, sergeant, officer. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. There it is in the dictionary, a group of soldiers, uh, especially a cavalry unit commanded by the captain or the airborne unit. Praise you, Lord. U.S. Uh, Marine, U.S. Army, the troop. Praise you, Lord. There was the beginning. Praise you, Lord. And a lot of you now have a lot of questions. So that means we're not supposed to have army. <laughs> You're going to have to take that one with the Lord. You are going to have to take that one with the Lord. But army, the soldier comes out of the second maid, Aaliyah. Aaliyah. It was not of God. This, was, this action was not of God. So this son, this army, was never supposed to be born. This army that just been born by the second maid, was not supposed to be born, this army. God has his army. Oh, but the devil also has his own army. He imitates God. He imitates God, brothers and sisters. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Gideon wanted to have the largest army to defeat the Philistines. And what did God say? No. No. God said, I'm going to test them. And the one that wants to go home, let them go home. <laughs> because if it's, if it's by army, it's not by his spirit. It's not by the spirit, if it's by force. It is, if it's by strength. It is, if it's by your sword, it's not by his spirit. Uh-uh. It's not by his spirit. And it has to be by his spirit. He has to get the glory always. So this army that was just born by Leah's second man was not of God. This was not an army of God. Praise you, Lord. This was the work of the devil. In other words, God allowed it. You see, because God allowed it, hallelujah, exactly what Jesus said to Peter. You fight by the sword, you will die by the sword. You see, it was not the word of God. Not in the word of God this happened. Praise the Lord. But God can allow it. God allowed this to happen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I hope you will be blessed. I ask the Lord to please. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 
Verse 12. So the Lamb may boy Jacob a second son. Here comes a second son, brothers and sisters. Let's see what, what's coming out of all this. And Leah said, Happy I am, for the daughter will call me blessed, and she'll call his name Asher. 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 Asher means that it's happy. Praise the Lord. Uh, we have Asher. Uh, let me look it up so I can be sure. Praise the Lord. Asher has a meaning. Praise the Lord. And uh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Happiness. Praise the Lord. Asher, Jacob. Thank the Lord, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. There was another, I think it was a book, the book of Asher or Asher. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. They have a relationship with Asher. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Father, look it up real quick, the meaning. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. We have Asher that are musicians, for sure. So it's related, hallelujah, to Asher. So happiness, and this is born. For our joy comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Thank you, Lord. The, the, our joy comes from the Lord. Any other joy, music comes from God, not from the devil. Thank you, Lord. So he, he is up. He is music. He, so that, this is music to my ears, some people say. Joy, happiness, music. It's it born here. Brothers and sisters, music is being born here. The devil is at work. Why, have, why is the devil looking forward to establish his own music? Why is he he's looking to establish his own music, his own happiness? Will the devil give anyone happiness? <laughs> joy only comes from the Lord, brothers and sisters. This, this joy, this happiness is not from the Lord. This is the hand of Satan at work here, brothers and sisters. So he'll give you his own music to make you happy, supposedly. Praise the Lord. Compromise. A lot of Christians listening to worldly music. Music of the devil today. Praise you, Lord. Worthy music together with Christian music will make it a false music, false teaching. That is the devil of work creating his own happiness. Giving man, here, I give you music. I'll give you your own happiness. He's giving people their own happiness, brothers and sisters. Oh, my, oh, my, oh, my. He, the devil loves to see people enslaved. That's what he loves to. And he knows that if he create rap, if he create heavy matter, if he create all these music and, and said to the people, here, be happy. He knows they'll never be happy because there's only one that can make you happy is the Lord, Jesus Christ. The joy he giveth, praise the Lord, is totally different from the world. Like his peace is different. So is the joy different. Brothers and sisters, oh, I thank you, Lord. Verse 14. Hallelujah. And Reuben went in the days of, hallelujah, a week, harvest, and found mandrakes, praise you, Lord, in the field, and brought them unto his mother Leah. And Rachel said unto Leah, Give me, I pray thee, of the of thy son mandrake. Praise you, Lord. It's a fruit. It is a fruit. Why, why is this a problem? Why is mandrake here? Praise the Lord. Why is this stolen mandrake even is even being mentioned here? 
Praise your Lord. Praise your God. Because the devil had begun to bring strife. Hallelujah. Uh, I'm looking up mandragon. This is a Mediterranean plant. Uh, the nice shape of family. Praise the Lord. It also says a purple flower, yellow berries. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We assembled the human form that was formerly wide used in medicine, and, and it was also used in magic. Mandrake was also used in magic, allegedly shaking when pulled from the ground. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So why is that bringing a problem to them? Because the ascension, division, the devil will never, never break in unity into God's people. That's why the bride of Christ needs to rebuke the devil from among them. They need to have discernment, and they need to know when something is of the devil, they need to reject it, they need to rebuke it, and they need to say, this is not of God out of it, out of our church, out of our life. Because the devil brings us stuff to bring division. And when we're not all on the same page of the word of God, there will always be division. We need to all be in the same page of the Bible. Thank you, Lord. And we have many books to read. From Genesis to Revelation, there are many books, brothers and sisters. Praise the Lord. We can never complain we don't have enough. Thank you, Lord. Verse 15, but she said to her, it is a small matter that thou hast taken my husband. You see that the issue was not the mandrake. The issue was now that everything they received from the devil, all that wrestling, all that WrestleMania, all that worldly music, all of the time, had contaminated them so bad that they began to argue with one another. Now division, the, 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 the all that the devil had planted is given a fruit, and it's given out evil fruit, brothers and sisters, in their life. And they began to argue. It was not about the mandrake. You can tell right, right there, verse 15. It was not about the mandrake. But she said unto her, it's a small matter that thou hast taken my husband. Now she made it about Jacob. Now the devil has planted his, his seed, brothers and sisters, and now he's bringing division among them before they were getting along. He married Leah. He married Rachel. The sisters are getting along. But once the devil stick his hand, they're being deceived. They're being confused. They begin to argue. Two sisters that love each other now began to argue when the devil planted seed. That's why when every time someone comes to me with a with a matter of, of discussion, of argument, brothers and sisters, I, I don't want to even hear it. I don't want to give it a minute of my life. Praise you, Lord. Gossip. Someone comes to me with an email gossiping or that someone says so. I don't want to give it a minute of my life. I immediately know that's of the devil. And it could be an anointed person of God giving me the, the information. I don't want to hear it. It doesn't say that you're not of God. No, you are of God. You just, you're just, hallelujah, letting the devil plant a seed in your life. Don't allow the devil to plant a seed in your life. Learn to rebuke him. Learn to, to know, to discern when something is not of God. Praise your Lord. Praise your God. Hallelujah. So she said that, but she said unto her, it's a small matter that thou hast taken my husband, 
and I would that thou take away my son, my man take also, and Rachel said, Therefore he shall lie with thee tonight for thy son Mandrake. Now, hallelujah, sex is being commercialized. Are you listening? Now sex is being commercialized. Praise the Lord. Sex is being made into business. Isn't that what they're doing on the internet? All those pornographic side, they're selling sex, they're making money on sex. Now she's giving mandrake for her to be with her husband. Sex began to be commercialized. Isn't that what's happening today? Of course it is what is happening today. It's in the Word of God. All the truth is in the Word of God. You'll never find it in a newspaper, but you will find the truth in the Word of God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Verse 16. And Jacob came out of the field in the evening, and Leah went out to meet him and said, Thou must come unto me, for surely I have hired thee with my son Mandrake, and he lay with her that night. Jacob, praise you, Lord. Praise the Lord. You see the action, the confusion, and the merchandise human being here, because that's exactly what's going on, brothers and sisters. And it is so sad that this is happening Hello, among God's people. This is happening among God's people. Don't be surprised when you hear about churches and prostitution, pastors, hallelujah, and prostitution. It's happening among God's people. And because God has allowed this stuff, and, and God also rebuked this stuff. He has. He has rebuked this stuff. I remember when the Lord took me to heaven last year. Show me all this stuff going on amongst his people in the churches. Hallelujah. In Georgia, he took me to the state of Georgia and showed me homosexual happening right within the church. A lot of business happening within the church of God. And the Lord can see this from heaven. And they can preach the word. They think they don't preach out of the word. And if they do it, it is totally different than what the word means. The meaning has been changed. Now, some pastors said that are not all gay men are the same in America. Are you listening? Some, some pastor, some other minister from around the world has justified homosexual in the church in America. Now the greater pastors in America, the thousands and millions follow them and buy their books, they say that not all gay men are the same. And if, if, if I'm telling you that, if I'm not preaching you the truth tonight, you can go to Google and, and Google this, or you can go to YouTube and look up the video. It's in YouTube, brothers and sisters. But not all gay men are the same. They have begun to receive gay men into the ministry, and they're treating them differently. When, hallelujah, gay, homosexual is a sin. It's an abomination in God's word. Praise you, Lord. But they have begun to justify sin in the church. Brothers and sisters, praise your Lord. So that's why the judgment must be done to his church first. Because the church is the one giving the bad example. Church is the one breaking the commandment. When the church is supposed to be keeping the commandment, obeying the commandment, the church is the one breaking the commandment. We, the world is already lost. But what is the church doing? Stepping all over God's word. Breaking God's commandment. And thinking that it's okay. 
Oh, it's not okay with God. It might be okay with them, but it's not okay with God. God have mercy on their souls. God have mercy. Praise your Lord. Verse 17. And God hardened unto Leah, and she could see and bore Jacob the fifth son. See, God had a purpose. Hallelujah. God did not harden unto Leah's maid. God hardened unto Leah because he was a, a legitimate wife of Jacob. So God was hardening unto her, but not unto her maid. And he gave her a fifth son because God was putting together the, hallelujah, the tribe of Israel, the 12 tribe of Israel. Thank you, Lord. Verse 18. And Leah said, God has given me my hire because I have given my maiden to my husband, and she called his name Issachar, that is a hire. Now, she is, making, she is doing business, or she's in business, that's what she said, and the hire is being brought out now. Now, when you look, look at the word hire, you know it would have to do with work. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hire. It has to do with an employee, employment, someone for wages. She immediately, wages comes out of it. See, wages were not made by the devil. That came out of God. God knows that you deserve a wage when you work. You deserve to be paid as an employee. Praise the Lord. God wants you to be paid. If you work eight hours in a company, he knows that you need to get paid. Praise the Lord. But you, you work for the, when you work, because that came out of God, you do it to glorify God. As you work, you glorify God with it. You get an honest pay. Even Paul says to the churches that those don't work should not eat. Paul was saying, don't, he wasn't saying don't eat necessarily, because if you don't eat, you die. What Paul was emphasizing to the churches, the importance of work, an honest work, brothers and sisters. That is, that must be a foundation being taught in churches today. The people need to work for, but when church, when pastors and leaders are telling people that go to warfare, go, go get food stamp, praise the Lord, and do nothing and just watch television all day long, they're not helping the economy. They are not helping the country. It is not honest that if you can work, you go, go and apply for food stamp, for assistance from the government when you can work. Praise the Lord. You may work for less wage, but if you do it in honest to God, God will multiply it. God will multiply it. But the mentality that being taught even in the churches is for people not to work. Go, go apply for food stamp. And that mentality is making the church even more poor. Because God wants you to work for your wages. God wants you to get paid honest money. Honest pay is what God wants you to receive, brothers and sisters. That's why he gave Leah that son. He gave, he gave his church honest pay right from the beginning. Honest pay comes from God, not the devil. You see what comes from the devil, but now you also see what's coming from God. Honest pay comes from God. Thank you, Lord. Verse 19. And Leah conceived again and bore Jacob a sixth son. Verse 20. And Leah said, 
God had endured me with good dowry. Now will my husband dwell with me because I have born a sick son, and she called his name Savalun, that is dwelling. Praise the Lord. Now, dwelling, this, this, this is so awesome. Dwelling is so awesome. Praise the Lord. God gave Leah dwelling. God gave Leah a dwelling place. Jesus said this to the church in John 14. Praise the Lord. And you see that it came from God. He says in John 14, verse 2, In my Father's house and many mansions, and if it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. Hallelujah. God gave men, Jesus told men that God had given them, that he wanted to prepare for them a dwelling place, a mansion. He wanted to prepare a mansion for them. God wants you to dwell with him. Jesus, hallelujah, wants you to dwell. That's why he wants to prepare for you a dwelling place. Now, Dwelling is related to resting. Resting. Brothers and sisters, God wants you to rest from your work. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. So God gave man the Sabbath, a resting day, one day a week to rest, the seventh day, the Saturday, in other words. In Genesis, hallelujah, 2, 1 says that thus the heaven and the earth were finished, and all the holes of them, on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had made, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had made. There's dwelling place that God has given Leah, that God has given his people, was for his people to rest. He got given us the Sabbath, which signify we will be led by God to a dwelling place in heaven, brothers and sisters. He's going to give us, according to the prophet Isaiah, in Jeremiah, a new heaven, a new earth. God wants you and I to rest. This earth is passing away because the new one is about to come. Thank you, Jesus. He's going to give us the new one. And you see that here in Genesis, the mention of the dwelling place. He wants you to dwell secure. He wants you to dwell in peace. He wants you to dwell in joy, but not the joy the devil wants to give you. That his may gave him. The joy will be the joy that the Lord will give you out of his own presence. The joy will be the Holy Spirit that no man can give you by God, but God alone can give you that Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your presence, O Lord. Verse 21, afterwards, she bore a daughter, verse 21. And she called her name Dina. That is judgment. Oh, praise you, Lord. Now, she gives this last daughter to Leah called Dina, brothers and sisters, which means judgment. The last thing. What did I say who Rachel is? The world. The last thing God has given the world is judgment. Are you listening? Oh, I thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Six sons he gave her. Praise the Lord. The Lord much God give her her last, a daughter. And what is God giving the world? Judgment. Praise the Lord. Seven child. And the last one is judgment. Hallelujah. 
He's given the world the last thing is judgment, the tribulation, right in Genesis. He's given the world the tribulation, brothers and sisters. That's what God has given the world. The last thing God is going to give this world is judgment, the tribulation. Another word for judgment is tribulation. That's what God has given this world, right out of Genesis. Have you seen this before? <laughs> I told you it's all in Genesis. It's all there. The Lord, yes, the Lord has to show it to us. But the Lord showed it to me, I was like, oh, wow, that's incredible. The Lord is incredible. Praise the Lord. Judgment is the last thing he's given the world. That's why the, the, the Daniel prophet, then Matthew, my goodness, my goodness. Let me go to verse 22. And God remember Rachel. Hallelujah. God remember Rachel. And God hearkened to her and opened her womb. You see that her womb was closed. That was a type of generational curse. Where's something that you know is not of God in God's word? Don't stay put about it. Don't stay put. Because God can remember you. God can remember you. God remember Rachel. Let God know that you were sister. How do you let God know that you assist to the prayer? Pray. Pray to the God. Pray to the Lord. Pray. Thank you, Jesus. Pray in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus. I don't know what curse is in your life. It could be a financial curse, unbearing wife. It could be any of these things. But it's a curse. Deuteronomy 28, what is a curse? Verse 14 and on, 16 and on. And see what is a curse. Learn to know what is a curse. I read that and I kept reading that to learn what is a curse and what applies to my own life. If that is happening in my own life, then I'm breaking it through prayer and fasting. That curse needs to be broken. Thank you, Lord. I had a sister that called me on the phone earlier and told me about a curse the Lord revealed to her. And the curse the Lord revealed to her was given to the Catholic Church, brothers and sisters. That is a curse. A lot of people don't realize the devil can accuse you for that. The devil can accuse you for that. Man, I was so grateful to hear that. Praise the Lord. Because I didn't realize when I looked at my own life, did my family do that? Yes, for many years they did that. I immediately began to break it, and within a few minutes, I saw the Lord providing, brothers and sisters. The devil will accuse you. The devil will accuse you in so many ways. Learn God's word. Learn God's word. I am telling you, he can accuse you and will have your blessing. Hallelujah. But God, hallelujah, praise the Lord, can open the blessing, open the windows of heaven. He opened Rachel's womb. And she conceived and bore a son and said, God has taken away my reproach. You know how difficult it was for a woman, especially back in the, in the age they were living, to not be able to bear a son. That was a great reproach, great regret, rejection. People did not want to associate or did not want to be friends with any woman who cannot bear a son, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Brothers and sisters, people... Sisters did not want to associate with a sister who could not bear children. It was a shame. 
It was a great reproach. But what if she said, God has taken away my reproach. There might be a reason why people don't associate with you. There might be a reason why you are alone, aloneness, why people don't want to be friends with you. God can take away your reproach. And, and the devil must have done to your, that to your life. Or you fight it through your own disobedience. It don't matter. Hallelujah. It don't matter. But the Lord can take away the reproach in your life. The Lord can take away the rejection, brothers and sisters. The Lord can take it away. Thank you, Lord. Why are you being so rejected? Maybe by your family. Some people say, my family never loved me. All they did was reject me. That is a generational curse. It might be a generational curse that you need to be broken in your life. Why would you always reject me, including by your own parents? Brothers and sisters, praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. The word reproach in the dictionary means this disapproval or this or disappointment. Hallelujah. Way to express approval disappointment. But it also uses the word to criticize. So she was being criticized by everyone. Not love, but criticized. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Some people, I heard people say that, uh, why does gossip come to my house? I know the Lord wants me to stay away from that garbage, but I don't know. Somehow it keeps coming to my life, some people say. You see, the Lord can take away all that from your life. Pray about it. Break that gener- generational curse in your life. Whatever negative keeps repeating in your life, it might be almost 100% that generational curse. Break it and see what happens. I remember when I thought about this back in 2012 and 13. Many people began to break generational curse. And I got email after email after email from people daily about how their life had changed, brothers and sisters, after they began to break generational curse. They was, oh, thank you, Brother Ellie. I did this in my family. What a difference. Now we can get along. Now we are loving each other when we are not down this all of our lives. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I apologize for how the internet got disconnected. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So you can stop breaking the generational curses, brothers and sisters. And once you start doing it, like it happened to many people years ago, they be, you, you can begin to enjoy a relationship with your family that you thought you never had. You thought you probably had it in, would have it in heaven. You can start enjoying it down here if you begin, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. To break generational curse. I used to think that I used to have a good year and a bad year. I started breaking that curse in my family. I remember, and it went away. There were months of the year that I used to get sick all the time. I began to break that too out of my life. Praise the Lord. And that also went away. The devil is a deceiver. He is a father of all lies, Jesus said. And he, he's not going to change. He's not going to repent either. We're going to have to deal with him until God locks him up. Get us out of here and lock him up, brothers and sisters. Remember that. He's not going to repent. He's not going to leave you alone until you're out of here. So break that generation of curses. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 44. And she called his name Joseph. God has taken away my reproach, she said. And then she called his name Joseph. That is adding 
and said, The Lord shall to my to me another son. Oh, this is beautiful. Praise the Lord. Because it was it was that God began to deal with the Jewish people. But now God is adding more sons out of the Gentile people. Us, brothers and sisters. The Gentile people. Well, I'm by black Jewish. But the Gentile now has the chance to be saved by the Joseph. That is Joseph. God has finally said, I am adding more sons. I am adding more people. Remember that Jacob comes from Isaac. Isaac comes from Abraham. Now, all God descending, all God that God has chosen from the beginning, praise the Lord, are coming. But now, praise the Lord, that you see that the Gentile, even being added to the, to the, to the Jewish people, is a miracle of God. The church is a miracle of God, brothers and sisters. The church is Joseph. The church is a rejected one. The church, Joseph is a type of Christ, but he's also a type of the church. Remember that the word of God says, he came, John 1, 11, he came to his own, but his soul received him not. He came to the church. He came to Jacob, but they received him not. Praise the Lord. What happened next? What happened next is, hallelujah, Jacob did not receive him. And what he does after he, Jacob did not receive him, he came to his own and said, receive him now. But as many are receiving, today he gave him the power to become the son of God, even to those who believe in his name. All right. My son, I'm giving you a name. It's above every name. Whoever believes in your name will be saved. Both will be my sons and daughters, God is saying now. Those that believe in his name, hallelujah, will be his. Those that believe, what is the name? The Messiah. Who's the Messiah? Jesus is the Messiah. He came to Jacob. Then Jacob receiving not Israel, receiving not. Now he turned to the rest of the people. But as many as receiving, to them he gave them the power to become the son of God. Even to those who believe in his name, the Messiah has turned to the rest of the world and say, will you receive me? Yes, I receive you, Jesus. Yes, I receive you, Lord. Yes, you will be my Lord. You will be my king. I receive you, Lord Jesus. I receive you. Jacob, his son, his brother did not receive him. So he turned to us. He turned, he turned around to the other people. Do you receive me? Yes, we do. I praise you, Lord. I'll be back at this. Let me take a break. Thank you, Lord. Think about that.
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. I hope you've been enjoying this teaching tonight. Praise you, Lord. I hope it blesses your life. Thank you, Lord. God is awesome. What a mighty God we serve. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So Joseph means adding, adding this uh, racial. Hallelujah. God has just added racial. Remember that Joseph's life was very difficult because Joseph, God began to give him dreams. You see, you see how Joseph is a type of the bride of Christ? The bride of Christ, God talks to the bride to dreams of vision. But the rest of the brother, the rest of the brother did not believe Joseph's dream and vision. Why? Because Joseph, Joseph is a type of the bride of Christ whose God is speaking to the bride of Christ in the last day through, through dreams and vision, as he said to the prophet Joel, that he would speak to his people in the last day. That's how God is communicating with his bride, through vision and dream. It's how God is communicating with us. But the Jewish people cannot, the rest of the people cannot receive that. The Jewish people are supposed to be a brother in Christ in the nation. But they did not receive the Messiah. They cannot also receive our dream salvation. Hallelujah. Brothers and sisters. But one something special that Jesus showed me, Messiah Jesus showed me in the millennium that really gave me so much peace and so much joy. And this is what he showed me. I saw the Jewish that got saved out of the tribulation. It must have been the 144,000. I'm not sure, but they, I knew they were Jewish. I saw them with their own garments, the long beard, the kippah, the police. They looked Jewish to me 100%. Those that went into the millennium reign of Jesus Christ for a thousand years, now we, the bride of Christ, brothers and sisters, were rejoicing with them like brothers and sisters in Christ. There was no difference. We were no different. We love one another in Messiah Jesus now, brothers and sisters. I rejoice. Because right now, if we go to share a dream in Jerusalem or a vision from God, they will reject us, brothers and sisters. But in the millennium, after the Lord says Jacob in the tribulation and protect Jacob and deliver Jacob, when they go into the millennium kingdom of the Messiah Jesus, now we reign with Christ a thousand years like brothers and sisters under the same blood that was shed on Calvary. Praise you, Lord. I saw that. What a joy and what a peace that gave me, brothers and sisters. It gave me such a joy that it's not like it is now. It will be under God's protection, under the will of God, under the promise of God. We will be brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. We will be able to share our dreams of vision with them. And we will all rejoice together. Praise you, God. The bride of Christ is the church of Christ. Joseph is a type of the church of Christ. That's why the, 
praise you, Lord. She, Joseph was rejected. Joseph was sold. And when Joseph was, was sold away, Jacob thought Joseph was dead. But God had a purpose with the bride. God had a purpose with Joseph. A generation of descendants that God would bring after him. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. And there's so much thing I can say about Joseph. Even the prosperity, Joseph being received by Pharaoh, all that, brothers and sisters, has a lot to do. But I'm not going to go into that. Praise the Lord. I don't want people to misunderstand the message. Verse 25. And it came to pass when Rachel had born Joseph, that Jacob said unto Laban, Send me away that I may go into my own place, into my country. Thank you, Lord. Remember that I said that Laban is a type of the devil, brothers and sisters, a type of Satan. The devil don't want you to enjoy everything that God has for you. He is trying to do everything in his power to try to stop you, brothers and sisters. He's trying to do everything in his fallen power, in his limited power, in his limited knowledge, in his limited ability. He's trying to stop you from enjoying everything, the endless blessings that God has for you, the eternal blessings that God has for you. My limited devil is trying to hold you back from enjoying eternity with God, eternity with Christ, brothers and sisters. But do not let him. Do not let him. It came to pass of when, when Rachel had born Joseph, that Jacob said unto Laban, Take me away that I may go into my own place, into my own country. Praise the Lord. Praise to God. We have no business with the devil. No business with the devil. But people can have business with the devil. There's a lot of people having business with the devil. Have no business with the devil. I'm telling you right now. Have no business with him. Verse 26. Give me wife says Jacob to Laban, and my children for, for whom I have served thee, and let me go, for thou know my service, which I have done thee. Praise the Lord. God knew that Israel, Jacob, will be in the state that it is today. Don't criticize them, but pray for mercy. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. God knew that they will be in the business they are in today. That is not of God. But God has a day and an hour when he's going to deliver them, brothers and sisters. God has a day and the hour in his word. Thank you, Lord. When he's going to deliver them, thank you, Jesus. He's going to reach out to them. The Messiah will come and show himself to them again. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. He's going to deliver Jacob out of his trouble. Hallelujah. Yes, Jacob will be wounded in the last day. Praise the Lord. And they're being wounded when every time a rocket comes out of Gaza, out of any other uh, neighbors, any time a, a rocket comes out or a bullet, they hurt one of the brother or sister. They are being wounded, brothers and sisters. They are being wounded. The devil is seeking to exterminate them because the devil knows God's word and he knows the promise that God has for them. Thank you, Lord. He knows. 
Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. So we, the bride of Christ, need to pray for them. Hallelujah. We need to pray for them. We need to continue to pray for them. That God would have mercy. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The apostle Paul, when he went to, to the Romans, it was after him about Israel. And this is what he said in chapter 11 of the book of Romans. He says, I asked them, had God cast away his people? God forbid, for I am an Israelite out of the seed of Abraham, out of the tribe of Benjamin. I am also an Israelite. Hallelujah. Out of, the, out of the tribe of Judah. He's out of the tribe of Benjamin, not of the tribe of Judah. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> so I know what he means. Verse 2. God has not cast away his people who he for, for you. Hallelujah. Know ye not what the scripture said about Elisha, how he made intercession to God against Israel's saying. Be careful praying against Israel. It may not go well, well with your prayer if you pray against Israel. Brothers and sisters, praise your Lord. Elisha may pray against them. It will not go well with them to pray against Israel. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. But look what he said that God foreknew. Foreknew, it talks about God having a relationship with them before anything was created. Or God knew that they were his people right from the beginning. In other words, brothers and sisters, God knew that these Jewish, these people, this nation of Israel will be these people. God will, will work in their lives. They will be the remnant, the descending of Jacob. Hallelujah. Uh, I'm looking for, for, for meaning in different dictionary about the word foreknew. Uh, God was aware. Oh, and another word is being applied before it happens. Foreknew before it happens. Before anything happens, God knew what would happen to them or how they will behave. Because God knows everything. There's no surprise in God. He's not surprised. Oh, look what Eve is doing. I didn't think she was going to eat from that fruit. I didn't think he was going to let the devil deceive us. Oh, God already knew. That was no surprise. God had to allow it because it's by choice. It is by choice, brothers and sisters. God has to allow it. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Verse 4 of Romans 11. But what says God of, what, what answer God unto him? Now, the Apostle Paul is getting an answer from Almighty God. And this is what Almighty Messiah says to Paul. But what said the answer of God unto him? I have reserved to myself 7,000 men who have now bowed down their knee to the image of Baal. Now, when God said, I have reserved to myself, I'm saying I have a personal relationship with 7,000 men still. I still talk to them. I still lead them. They're obedient to me. They keep my commandments. They are my sons, and they are my daughter, is what God is saying to them. These are my people. 
Be careful, Elijah. These are my people. Be careful, Pastor Paul. These are my people. Be careful you who listen and judge them. These are my people. I have it served unto myself, says God. Brothers and sisters, that is relationships. That is God having a relationship with man. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Let his name be worshipped. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Even so then, at this present time also, there is a reckoning according to the election of grace. Boy, this, this should bring lots of faces down. An election? Any, a, select, a selected people according to the election of grace? Well, we know of the 144,000, they are saved by grace. Just to give you a, a little understanding. But there is an election. There are people elected of grace by Messiah Jesus. Are you, are you hearing what God says in his word, brothers and sisters? Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Let his name be worshipped. Thank you, Lord. Verse 6, and if by grace, uh, just to remind you, by grace we are saved, the Bible says. By grace, by grace we are saved, the word of God says. You and I are saved today by grace. By grace alone, now by grace Jewish people being saved, brothers and sisters, Boy, this is, this is going to blow the year, many people want to hear this. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Because every time they talk about the Jewish people, they say the law. The law. But God says by grace. Thank you, Lord. It is by grace. It is no longer by work. Wait a minute. Is God saying in his, in his word? That there will be people that say that say no because they keep the law is by works. Keep the, they keep Torah, they keep the law, they keep Meshba, they keep the commandment by works. I got news for you: by grace, faith in Christ, they also are being saved every day in Jerusalem. There are people in Israel being saved at this time, almost every day. I heard of a ministry that is winning Jewish people almost every day through the radio preaching to them. They're being saved by grace. They're coming in. They have 1,000 upon thousands of them by grace, faith in Christ. It is is God's mercy, brothers and sisters, that is being put out on the earth, brothers and sisters. That's why we pray. That's why we continue to pray for God to bring them in. Bring them in, Lord. Bring them in. Save them. Otherwise, grace is no longer grace, but if it is by, be by work, then it's no longer by grace. Otherwise, work is no longer work. What then Israel had not obtained that which it seeketh for, but the election had obtained it, the election had obtained it, and the rest were blinded? According to what is in verse 8 says, God had not given them a, a spirit assembler, eyes that they should not see, a year that they should not hear unto this day. And David said, let us 
table be made a snare and a trap, stumbling block, and a recompense unto them. Let their eye be darkened, that they may not see, and bow down their back away. I say then, how they stumble, that they should fall, God forbid. But rather through, <clears throat> excuse me, their fall, their fall salvation had come unto the Gentile to provoke them to jealousy. Praise the Lord. But now if the four of them be rich of, of the world, be the richest of the world, though the diminishing of them, the riches of the Gentile, how much more will be their fullness? The fullness. All Israel will be saved according to the prophet. If you look it up. All Israel will be saved, brothers and sisters. All Israel will be saved. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Now, where the fruit holy? Verse 16, but if the fruit be holy, the whole lamb is also holy. And if the rule be holy, so are the branches. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I'm no nation, God has said, all, all the people will be saved. But when he talks about Israel, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, he says they will, will all be saved. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 26, and all Israel shall be saved, as it is written, they shall come out of, out of Zion, the deliverer, and to turn away the ungodliness from Jacob. God has not, has not said that all nations to no nation will be saved. But when he talks about Israel, look what he says. Look what he says, verse 26. And all Israel shall be saved. There's a lot of people moving to Israel. A lot of people. When I saw Jesus at the end, uh, after the half of the tribulation, standing in the air of Jerusalem, and everyone looking after him, it really helped me to understand the words. It really helped me to understand this verse. Because when when it says that the Redeemer, let me go back there real quick. The Redeemer is gonna is gonna come to Zion. Save Zion. That is Jesus Christ. Those are sisters, that is Jesus Christ coming to them. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ himself. Hallelujah. It's gonna come. Hallelujah and save them. He himself. He's not sending no one. He is saving Allah right now. Hallelujah. He is sending Allah the people. And through the gospel, many are being saved. Hallelujah. But Jesus himself, hallelujah, is coming to save them because he said through his prophet that he will come. The Redeemer will come. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Thank you, Jesus. God is so awesome. God is so good. What a mighty God. What a mighty Lord. I just read it. I'm looking at it right now real quick. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, God. God is so awesome. Hallelujah. He wants us to study his word because everything we need to know, every question, hallelujah, that we may have is in his word. Jesus told this to me. He says, my son, everything they need to know, the man needs to know it's in my word, he says to me. Just like that. He says, it's all in my word. Anything you need to know, he says, it's in my word. And since Jesus told me that, 
I got into the, I asked, of course I had asked him for wisdom to please uh, show me, because he said another thing to me. No one can know my word, he says to me, unless I reveal them, I reveal it to them. And that is so true to this day. I, you know, pe- people don't understand. We cannot know God's word unless he reveals it to us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. So we have to ask him, please, Lord, reveal your word to us. Help us, hallelujah, to understand, Lord, your plan and your purpose. Praise you, Lord, because we don't know it unless he himself, hallelujah, reveals it to us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, it's that verse 26, the deliverer, hallelujah. And so Israel should be saying, as it's written, they should come out of Zion, the deliverer, that deliverer is Jesus Christ, and to turn away the ungodliness of Jacob, he's the Messiah. He's the only salvation of the world, of any man or any woman, Jesus Christ. He has to take the ungodliness. He has to take the sin away. He shed his blood on the cross. He can cleanse the sin from men. And he's going to cleanse the sin out of the Jewish people. He's going to come and do that. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Let me continue in Genesis uh, 30. Praise you, Lord. Verse 27. And Laban said unto him, Praise you, Lord. Let's see what plan the devil has against us. And Laban said unto him, I pray thee, if I have found favor in thy, in thy eyes, Sarah, hmm. hallelujah. Be careful when the devil tells you to hold on. You know, you want to go seek the Lord. You want to get close to God. You want to get to God where, where God wants you to go. And all of a sudden, the devil's using someone telling you, hold on. Be careful. He's telling Jacob, hold on. Hold on, young man. Like he has a better purpose for you. The devil has no better purpose for you. Remember that. When God tells you to go do something, watch out how the devil will raise people to tell you to, tell you to slow down, to tell you to hold on. Wait longer. Wait longer. When the Lord has told you to move, the devil is telling you to hold. Be careful with that. Be careful. It happens to me many times. It happens to a lot of people many times. The Lord has told them to do something. The devil is telling them to wait. And that will get you into disobedience. Always. For I have learned the experience that the Lord has blessed me for thy sake. Look at the light of the devil. He's, he's telling some truth, but the rest is a lie. Like he said, that with Eve. Telling some truth, but the rest is all lie. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Verse 38. He said, appoint me thy wages. And I will give it. Brothers and sisters, at this time, with all the work Jacob has done, brothers and sisters, with all the work Jacob has done, he should have owned most of all Laban had. Because all the prosperity that God brought to the house of Laban was through Jacob. All the multiplication of the sheep, everything of the animals, was the hand of God in favor with Jacob. Thank you, Lord. You are a blessing of God, and the hand of God is with you. Be careful with those that you associate that are not of God in just one what you have. Because they never love you. It is not because they love you. It is just because of what you have. Be careful with those that love you because of what you have. 
and not who you are. Because a lot of people get hurt that way. And they don't understand. When they see that you are a blessing of God, they want that from you. It is not that they love you. They will end up hurting you, most likely. God have mercy. Verse 29. And he said unto me, Thou knowest how I have served thee, and how thy flock have been with me. Praise the Lord. Now Jacob is speaking unto him. Praise you, God. Praise you, Lord. And tell him, look, I have served you. you. You've seen what happened. You've seen. You've seen. It's not a story. You've seen. Praise you, Lord. Verse 30. For I was little which thou hast before I came. Look what he said. For I was little which thou hast before I came. What Laman had was very little until Jacob came into his life, came into his household, brothers and sisters. Everything extra that he had, out of the little he had, it was God that multiplied it because of Jacob. Not because of Laban. God knew Laban's heart that it was not for him. But he knew Jacob's heart that it was for him. How he feared him. Praise the Lord. It is now increased unto, to, unto a multitude, Jacob to Laban. And the Lord has blessed since decent my coming. And now, what should I provide for my own household also? Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Listen to this. God could have blessed Jacob. By just going back, brothers and sisters, with so much abundance. Praise you, Lord. But Jacob began to negotiate with the world, with the devil and his world. Because the whole world is under darkness, the Bible teaches us. It's under the evil one. So all this merchandise that Jacob is negotiating with, God favors and Jacob, and of course all the Jewish people will be billionaires by the favor of God upon their life. But this mingling with the world is very dangerous. Because a lot of Christians do that, and, and they turn cool. They turn lukewarm. And when they hear the truth, they get angry and mad. Because they know they're wrong. Praise the Lord. Verse 31. And he said, what should I give thee? And Jacob said, thou should not give me anything. And thou will do these things for me. I will again feed thee and keep thy flock. Praise your Lord. Praise your God. Jacob did have God wisdom because Jacob was always with God. Jacob kept the commandment. You, hear the, you see the Jewish people on the train reading the Torah, reading the Tanakh, getting... Reading Torah, God's wisdom. Up and down, they're shaking their head up and down. Yes, 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 yes. They are claiming, they are proclaiming, they're saying amen with their hands, up and down, yes. Yes, they never do it sideways. They do it up and down, yes. They are agreeing with God's word. They are agreeing with God's word. They are agreeing with God's word. Agree with God's word, brothers and sisters. You need to learn to agree with God's word. Because in the moment we disagreed, we get tested so hard, and it will not go well with us. 
That's why we struggle so much as Christians, because we have not learned to agree with God's word. God's word is true. You never hear a rabbi arguing against God's word. Oh, but you hear a lot of church people arguing. They're disagreeing. You see the Jewish people with their head up and down, always agreeing. Always agreeing with the Bible. Always agreeing with God's commandment. Yes. 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 Up and down. Their heads is up and down. On the train, up and down. In the synagogue, up and down. In their home, in the building, or in the house, up and down. Their heads going up and down. They are agreeing with God's word. Learn to agree with God's word. Because the, the Gentile disagree too much with God's word. It doesn't go well with them, brothers and sisters. It doesn't go well. This word can prosper you wherever you go. It will prosper you. If you meditate on it day and night like the Jewish people do, it will prosper in everything you do. You need to agree and say amen. Move your head up and down. Every time you read the Bible, move your head up and down. Agree. Say yes. Yes, Lord. Yes, I thank you for your word, Lord. Thank you for this commandment. I bless you for this commandment. Thank you. Yes. Yes, Lord. Yes. That should not commit adultery. Yes, Lord. That should not steal. Yes, Lord. That should not worship up other gods. Yes, Lord. Move your head up and down. Yes. Yes, Lord. I agree. I should not worship other gods. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. You shall only serve the Lord thy God. Praise you, Lord. Yes. Yes, Lord. You move your head up and down and you agree. With our word, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't set back like some of the Gentile and disagree. You don't open up the Bible if you don't agree with the word of God. You don't open that Bible to 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 argue with people. See, Christian go and stuff on the phone and they're disagreeing on the phone. They're arguing on the phone about, about God's word. Then you go into the shop room. You go into those paper uh, into hard talk shop room. In many programs they got today. And, and you see thousands of Christians in the chat room, thousands of people in the chat room disagreeing with each other. You go into a chat room of the rabbis, all the rabbis are moving their head up and down, agreeing. This word will show prosper you, yes. This word will keep you, God will keep you, yes. They're moving their head up and down. They agree with God 100%. And this word should prosper you. Whatever thou go, if you keep the commandment of the Lord, the Lord will prosper you in the city. The Lord will prosper whatever thou go. That should be the head and not the tail. And they're going, yes. 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 They are agreeing with God. Learn to agree with God. Learn to say yes to God's word. Praise the Lord. Learn to agree with him. Praise the Lord. Because when thou don't agree, hallelujah. All, all these blessings should come upon thee and overtake thee, and thou shalt hearken unto the Lord, the voice of God. Move your head up and down. Yes. Yes, Lord. Yes, we will be prospered by this word. Yes, Lord. Yes. As thou should be in the city, move your head up and down. Yes. Yes, Lord. I will be blessed in the city. And we'll be, thou will be blessed in the field. Move your head up and down. Say, yes, Lord. Let the word come out of your mouth. Say, yes, Lord. I will be blessed in the field. Verse 4. Hallelujah. Blessed shall be the fruit of thy body. Move your head up and down and say, yes. Yes, Lord. Yes, I will be blessed, Lord. I agree. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen, Lord. And the fruit of thy ground. Yes, Lord. The fruit of thy, my ground will be blessed. The fruit of thy herd. Yes, Lord. 
Yes, I move my head up and down. Yes, Lord. They increase are like cattle. Yes, Lord. They increase are like cattle. Are my cattle. I will be blessed. The flock of the sheep. Yes, Lord. Move your head up and down with me. Practice. Practice obedience. Practice believing God in his word. Practice to believe always and never to doubt. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. Verse 5. Blessed shall be that be thy basket. Yes, Lord. My basket will be blessed. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Thy store. Yes, Lord. Move your head up and down with me. Yes, Lord. My store will be blessed. My business will be blessed. My wife will be blessed. My children will be blessed. Yes, Lord. Move your head up and down. Thank you. Agree with God in his word. Agree with him. Thank you, Lord. Learn to agree with God and never disagree with him. Blessed shall thou be when thou comest. Yes, Lord. Move your head up and down. Blessed shall thou be when thou goest out. Move your head up and down. Yes, Lord. I will be blessed when I go out of my house. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. The Lord shall cause thy enemy to rise against thee, to smite thee before thy face. Hallelujah. They shall come, hallelujah, against thee and thy way, and flee before in seven ways. Yes, Lord. You will make my enemy run from me. Yes, Lord. I agree. Move your head up and down. Agree with me. Please agree with me. Yes, Lord. I agree. Oh, oh, my enemy, Lord, that will come against me in my house, oh, Lord. They will come one way. You will make them run seven way, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, I agree. I agree, Lord. I Don't open this Bible unless you agree with God. Unless you believe God's word. Move your head up and down and agree with God. Agree with his word. Verse 8. The Lord shall command a blessing upon thee in thy storehouse. Move your head up and down and agree with God. Yes, Lord. Shalom, sister dear. Let's say, yeah. Move your head up and down and agree with God. Agree with him. Say yes, Lord. Christian, learn to agree with God in his word. Learn to believe God's word and never doubt his word. I thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, I agree. Hallelujah. And all, hallelujah, that thou standest in thy hand unto, hallelujah, he shall bless thee in the land which thou, the Lord, hath given thee. Yes, Lord. You will bless me in the land, Lord, of the United States, in the land, in the state of North Carolina, Lord. You will bless me and my family, Lord. Amen, Lord. I agreed. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Move your head up and down. Hallelujah. Up and down. But not sideways. Learn to agree with God. Learn to agree with him. And watch this word come to pass in your life. God, watch God fulfill this word. Hallelujah. Never open your Bible to to argue with anyone, to insult anyone, to disagree with what is written in that word. Move your head up and down and agree with what God's word. Agree with what God is saying in his word. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Verse 9, the Lord to establish thee, hallelujah, a holy people unto himself. Yes, Lord, I will be righteous before you, Lord. I will be holy for you, Lord. I agree with your word, Jesus. Yes, mighty Jesus. Yes, mighty God. Yes, Lord. Move your head up and down. And I agree with what God is saying in his word. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord, I agreed with what you said in your word. This word will come to pass in my life, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Move your head up and down. Yes. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Uh, hallelujah. I hear a sword unto thee, and thou shalt keep the commandment. The Lord thy God, hallelujah, and walk in his way. 
and all the people on the earth to see that thou art called by the name of the Lord. Move your hip up and down and say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. When you open up your Bible, agree with that word. Don't disagree with God's commandment. Don't disagree with God's word. Love the neighbor. I say, love thyself. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your, all your soul, your mind, and all your strength, and move your head up and down. Then you agree. Learn to agree with God's word, and you will be blessed. God will keep you. God will prosper you. And when you are in the train, if you open your Bible in the train, move your head up and down and agree with that word. Thank you, Lord. When you sit with your children in your house and talk about the Bible, move your head up and down and agree with what says in that word. Say amen to that word. Hallelujah. Teach your children not to argue about God's word, not to disagree with what is in that word, but just to obey it and receive it. Thank you, Lord. Amen, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And they shall be afraid of thee. Hallelujah. Verse 11. The Lord shall make thee planted. And the good, hallelujah, and the good, move your head up and down and say, yes, Lord, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for your prosperity. Thank you, Lord, for your blessing. Move your head up and down. Thank you, Jesus, and agree with God. Hallelujah, in the fruit of thy body, thank you, Lord. Move your head up and down and say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, my body will be blessed by you, Lord. Move your head up and down and say, yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, in the fruit of thy cattle, you may not have cattle, but you have a great need of whatever you need. Move your head up and down. Know that the Lord will provide it. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I agree with your commandment. Praise you, Lord. You may say, Brother Abby, that doesn't apply to me. I have no cattle. Receive God's prosperity. Move your head up and down. And don't argue with anyone, but receive God's word with humility in your heart. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Lord. And the fruit of thy ground. For in the language, the Lord saw unto thy father to give thee, move ahead up and down, and receive everything the Lord has for you. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. I receive thy word. Yes, Lord. And the fruit of the ground. Yes, Lord. I receive it, Lord. I receive everything you have for me. Thank you, Lord. I agree, Lord, with what your word says. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Watch the peace you have in your life. Every time you will, you agree with God's word. Hallelujah. Praise your Lord. You will have peace. You will, he will give you joy. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Verse 12. The Lord shall open unto thee his goodness treasure. Move your head up and down in agreement. If you agree with this word, move your head up and down. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I receive it, Lord. I agree. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I receive it in my heart, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The heavens give thee the rain. Hallelujah, unto the line, unto the land, and I see them. Move your head up and down. Yes, Lord. I receive the rain. You have to give to our land, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I receive it. I receive it, Lord. I receive it, Lord. To bless all the work of my hand. Yes, Lord. Let the work of my hand on my hand be blessed. Yes, Lord, I receive it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I repent about thou and unbelieve in me, Lord. Lord, see, Lord Jesus, I'm sorry, Lord. For the generation of curse that thou and I believe in my generational line, through my father line, my mother line, from first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh generations, back to Adam and Eve, Lord. I repent, Lord, of all thou, all unbelief, all argument, all dissection, all disagreement, all confusion. I repent in Jesus' name. I install service, Lord. 
I agree with your word. I receive your word in Jesus' name. Yes, Lord, curse my family line. In Jesus' name, I receive the word. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for my word, Lord Jesus. Thank you for thy word. Hallelujah. And bless all the work of thy hand, that thou should lend unto many nations, and thou shalt now borrow. Thank you, Lord. I receive that, Lord, that I will now borrow. Lord, praise the Lord, I will lend, but I will not borrow. I receive that word, Lord. Move your head up and down if you agree with God's word. Yes, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Don't move it sideways. Don't even think about moving your head sideways. Move it up and down. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you for this word, Lord. I receive this word. It is your word, Lord. It is your holy word. It shall always come to pass, Lord. Yes. Verse 13. The Lord shall make thee the head. Move your head up and down if you can receive this word. Yes, Lord. Thank you for making me the head, Lord. I receive your word, Lord Jesus. Thank you for making me the head. Yes, Lord. Move your head up and down. Hallelujah. If you agree with this, hallelujah. And now to tell. Yes, Lord. I receive that word, Lord. Thou should be above only. That's what God word is. Do you agree? Move your head up and down if you agree. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. That should be above only. That should not be beneath. Yes, Lord. I receive your word. I agree with your word, Lord, that I will not be beneath. I only would. Hallelujah, Lord. I will, I will only be above but not beneath, Lord. Shake your hand. Move your head. I'm sorry, up and down. Move your head up and down. If you agree with this word, do not stop moving your, the, uh, your head because you are agreeing with God's word. You are agreeing with everything that is being said on this word. This word that I'm reading unto you today, you are agreeing with this word. Thou shalt hearken unto the commandment of the Lord thy God, which I command thee this day. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, I will hearken. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. To assert and to do them. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Help me to keep the Lord. Help me to keep your commandment, Lord. Continue to move your head up and down. If you agree with God's word, yes, Lord, help me to keep thy commandment, Jesus. Give me the strength, wisdom, and knowledge, Lord, to keep thy commandment, Lord, as you want me to, Lord. In Jesus' name, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Verse 14. And thou shalt not go outside from any of this word which I command thee this day, to this day, to, to the right or to the left, to go after all the God to serve them. No, Lord. I will obey them. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Move your head up and down if you agree with this word. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord kiss you. May the Lord Jesus Christ make his face shine upon thee. May the Lord Jesus Christ give you his shalom. Shalom, shalom, my brothers and sisters. Be blessed. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. This is Minister Paul, the watchman on the wall for our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ, who was and is and is to come. I've been asked uh, quite often um, when, when doing teachings, I, I, and during fasts especially, and, and uh, when I'm sensing and discerning spiritual attacks, you know, I tell people to anoint their homes. And uh, speaking the truth in love, the Bible says, uh, I'm, I'm going to speak the truth and I'm going to show you briefly how to anoint your home. Okay? 
So uh, I also want to also want to uh, qualify this, not to boast or brag, but to show you that I've studied to show myself approved. I began anointing uh, the dwellings that I lived in in 1979. Some people they don't believe in this. Some people uh, they don't believe in pleading the blood of Jesus. But I'm going to tell you, since 1979, I have anointed my dwellings. And I've pleaded the blood of Jesus uh, in numerous occasions that have actually saved my life. So no one can tell me this doesn't work. 51 years old, this works. So, and you don't have to be anybody special to do this. You, you don't have to be anybody special. The moment that you think that, um, that it, it's in your power as a human being, or, or that it's the oil, um, or any other power other than Jesus Christ himself, our King, our Redeemer, then, then you've missed it. And, and so I just want to clarify that. Don't, do not be afraid. You have not been given a spirit of pure, uh, fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. Uh, do, don't be afraid to do this. Because it's not you, it's not the uh, oil, it's the anointing. And, and it's, it's guaranteed, guaranteed. So, I have, uh, I have some pure olive oil, you can see, bought at Costco, Kirkland, a whole gallon of it. And uh, we're just going to do a walkthrough real quickly. So I have a container here. The, the, here's a container I have. This is some from uh, uh, Susan Davis's ministry. A man that she sent me for the Jesus Matters missions. I've been going around. Uh, you can get it from her. I know Pastor Patrick Winfrey also does it. But the purpose of this video is to show you how you can do it right in your own dwelling. Okay? So I'm going to pour a little oil in here. As led by the Lord. And I'll set that over there. Again, it is pure olive oil. I've seen people use regular vegetable oil, and, and see, I have. I've, I've, I've seen uh, ministers and pastors and evangelists and people in healing deliverance ministry just pray over regular vegetable oil because they knew it wasn't the oil. And so, uh, so now we have the oil in a container of your choice, and I don't believe the container matters either. And so now, what what we want to do is we want to pray over the oil. You know, in uh, in Jeremiah, I believe it's Jeremiah thirty-one, thirteen. Let me check. Exodus in in the book of Exodus thirty-one, thirteen. Um, one of the names of the Lord given is uh, is Jehovah Mekedishim. Mekedishim. God got one of God's name. He said, "I am." It's Mekedishim. Jehovah Mekedishim with a K. And uh, so look that up. It says the God that sanctifies. Just remember that. Jesus Christ sanctifies. Read Romans 8. Read the word of God before you do this. He says that he consecrates and sets us apart and, and sanctifies us. And So uh, I, I always pray, dear Lord Jesus, uh, 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 you know, you are the Lord that sanctifies. And uh, so I have the oil. And, and let's just pray as if, and I'm going to do an actual uh, anointing of this room right here so you can see. 
I, I bow my head, I put my hand over the oil, and I pray to Jesus. I say, Dear Lord Jesus, I ask that you anoint this oil. I ask that you, you take this oil and you anoint it with your power and your protection that is promised us in Psalms 91. I, I ask that you would, uh, you, you would just, uh, just touch this oil. How, you feel that? And, and you'll begin to feel it. I plead the blood of Jesus over this home, and I ask that you, Jesus Christ, the anointed Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, that you touch this oil, that you breathe on this oil, that you sanctify this oil, that you consecrate this oil for protection of spiritual things. Amen. And, and so now, you know, our, our faith tells me that this oil, just because of the prayer, has been consecrated and set apart for a specific use. In this particular use, it's to anoint my home. And you'll see over here, I'll give you a couple more things you can do. I have a, a CD player over there. I would be playing worship music. Like, the, I would play the song, The Blood of Jesus. I would just be playing that song uh, in your house or your dwelling, wherever it may be. I would be playing The Blood of Jesus while you do this. I would have my Bible open up to Psalm 91, which you can see here, and you can even read after you've prayed over this, for time's sake I won't, but you can read Psalm 91 and the promises in it. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And then you can say, I claim Psalm 91 for this dwelling, that no evil shall befall it. Quote the Word of God. Keep that open to Psalm 91. And then what you want to do is, is just, you know, dip, dip your finger in the oil. And, uh, and, and, and here's how I do it. Go to the farthest area inside your home. Be inside your home. Uh, in the north, in the south, in the east, in the west. I'm telling you this works. Of your home. So find the farthest port, 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 uh, part north that you can get. Um, and so in, in, in this point, it's this window here, right? And I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to say, Lord Jesus, I anoint this home, and I put it, it on, the, on the left, on the right, and on the top. Thank you, Jesus. You can see I've done it multiple times over and over again. There's oil all over these uh, shutters. Uh, and, and just say, Lord Jesus... Seal this door shut from anything unclean and not of you. And, uh, and I, I ask, Lord Jesus, that you would stop whatever is not of you and any evil spirits, that they be, who I feel the Holy Spirit, that they be stopped right here and not allowed to enter. I pray Psalm 91 and I plead the blood of Jesus and I say that there's blood on the doorposts of this dwelling and it is protected from power on high. And then, you see how simple and easy that was? It, it, it's Jesus that's doing this. You understand? And then go to the, the west and do this uh, in all the four corners of your house. If, you, if the farthest point is in your garage, then go out in the garage. I have a door, so, what, what, so what's that? West. The farthest point uh, north of this house is a garage door, so I will go in my garage, go all the way out by the fence, and I will anoint the uh, the door there. 
And then what you can do is go outside of your home, bring your oil with you, anoint your head. You know, anoint your head and say, Lord Jesus, I, I pray that, 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 that you anoint my head and I apply this oil to my head, anoint my mind, uh, anoint my heart, Lord Jesus, be with me, walk with me, talk with me, I submit my life to you, and, and anoint your own forehead, and, and then go out and walk your property line, just praying and, and reading Psalm 91, walk your entire property line, just, just pleading the blood of Jesus, claiming Psalm 91 protection, and believing by faith, because angels will be dispatched. The Bible records this to, to protect your home. And uh, this is important to do on a regular. It really is. I was with a sister in uh, Texas. Her name is Jerry with a G. And her home was under extreme spiritual attack. I mean, it literally had burned almost to the ground. And, uh, and it was just a lot of uh, demonic activity taking place. And so on the Jesus Matters mission trip... She took a whole gallon of oil. We had four of us laying our hands on it, praying over her, including her, her beautiful young daughter. I mean, I think she was 11. See, it doesn't matter your age or your location. Uh, it's all about Jesus. We all prayed over the oil, and, and she literally, we walked her entire property line of this home that was under spiritual attack, if she watches this video, and she literally poured oil out all the way around the whole perimeter of her house, and it was a big house. Uh, me, personally, I just walked my property line and, and pray, and I'll put a little here, and I'll put a little there. I mean, don't think that you're going to do it wrong. That's the thing. This is, this is by faith. And so, in closing, I also want to show you, you, you can use the prayer that I pray uh, uh, for, for your purposes also. You can get a cloth. And the cloth does not matter. You can't anoint a cloth too many times. I mean, don't get caught up in, in how wrong you can do this. This is your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. And then his promises when he said, ask and you shall receive. And, and then you can take some oil. And then, and then you can pray over your cloth the same prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray that you anoint this cloth with, with healing virtue from Jesus Christ. I pray, Lord, put your hand on your cloth right now. I pray, Lord God, that you take this cloth from its common use into a supernatural use, Lord, for, for your glory, according to your power, according to your written word. Lord Jesus, I claim that this cloth is now anointed with the Holy Spirit and with power and healing. And, 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 uh, and uh, Lord Jesus, touch this cloth right now. And now you've anointed your home. And you've anointed this cloth. Take this with you. Take it to, to lay it on the hearts. You know, lay it over your mind. And uh, I pray, you know, just in obedience to the Lord, uh, answering some of your questions here. I'm telling you, in the month of January 2016, the Lord has me focusing on healing and deliverance. And, uh, and this is one of the videos in obedience I've been led to make, and I hope this helps you. Amen. Welcome to the coming apocalypse. Evangelist and pastor Paul Bagley will take you on a journey into the end times prophecy. He'll examine current world events and explain how they relate to the 
end time. For decades, Pastor Bakley has provided people all over the world with an understanding of today's world events from a biblical perspective. Now, here's your host, Pastor Paul Bagley. Welcome. This is the coming apocalypse. I'm Pastor Paul Bagley. And the one thing, I get asked a lot of questions about the last days, but the one question everyone wants to know is, how much time do we have left? Or, when will the Antichrist appear? Or, who is the Antichrist? Well, let's go straight to the word of the Lord to help us understand we are in the age of the Antichrist. We do not know who he is, but we do know certain key indicators that will help us understand just how close we are to the rise and the, literally the reign of the beast. Well, if you go to Second Thessalonians chapter 2, the scriptures tell us, uh, and, and here's the thing about it. A lot of times when people, when you start to talk about the Antichrist, folks just freak out and say, oh no, you know, are you serious? Give me something else. Well, you're not supposed to be, have any fear at all. The Lord hasn't given us the spirit of fear but of love and power and a sound mind. But my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, the Bible says in Hosea chapter 4, verse 6. So we need to understand what's happening in these last days to be better prepared and to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Here's what it says, Second Thessalonians chapter 2. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him, that you be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit nor by word, nor by letter as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes, exalts himself above all that is called God, or that is worshipped, so that he, as God, sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. There is an hour coming upon the earth when the Antichrist will literally walk into the temple of God and declare that he is God before all those that are worshiping God. Now, first of all, we don't have the third temple has not been built yet. But matter of fact, uh, the Temple Institute in Jerusalem is making a major announcement very soon. And some people think they are going to be setting the date for when they want to begin the process of building the third temple. I can tell you that uh, Rabbi Yehuda Glick, who I met in Jerusalem uh, in 2015, I can tell you that he just got back from Turkey where he met with some of the leading Muslim leaders, and uh, he went there on a peace mission. I mean, you have to understand, he was nearly assassinated in October of 2014, and he went there because they asked him to come on behalf of peace. So he did. It was a, a quite extraordinary visit, and from that, discussion went on about building the temple, or what they call Solomon's Temple. That would be the third temple, rebuilding it. Uh, without this temple, though, according to Second Thessalonians 2, we will not know who the identity of the Antichrist is. Could he be alive now? 
I think very well possibly. Could he be getting in position? Possibly he is. Now, we do not know exactly the time frame, but based on other things we're seeing, we know we're living in the age of the Antichrist. Now, an Antichrist spirit is just that. It is anti-Jesus Christ. John said there are many Antichrist spirits that have went into the world. Anyone that is uh, against the gospel of Jesus Christ and fighting the cause of the cross where Jesus gave his life on the cross to redeem mankind would be considered an antichrist spirit. There are many of those that have went into the world and many that are operating today. But the antichrist, the son of perdition, the wicked one, the lawless one, the one that will rule the world has not yet arrived on the scene. He will have a a sidekick, a false prophet, who will help him in their uh, work of deception and to bring glory to themselves. It's truly a situation that's going to develop. Now, we have seen many false prophets and many false Christs. And there's only two times in the Bible that the word son of perdition is used. Jesus called Judas Iscariot. He called him the son of perdition. And, of course, we know Judas betrayed him. And that was just to lead Christ to the cross. Uh, The second time is in this chapter, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. The son of perdition is used. Uh, There is, let me read on as it says here in the scripture. Remember ye not, verse 5, that when I was yet with you, I told you these things. And now you know what withholdeth that he might be revealed in his time for the mystery of iniquity doth already work only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way and then shall the wicked be revealed whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. The Antichrist will, he is the son of perdition. He is the wicked one. He is the one that will try to take over the world and lead the world to follow him. He will be filled with the spirit of darkness, certainly a messenger of Satan. Now, uh, we can look at history, and we have to look at the, the most modern-day Antichrist, uh, someone who probably was the closest to fit this description uh, that we've ever had, yet he was not the one. And that would have been Adolf Hitler, his Nazi regime in Germany. He literally hypnotized, he mesmerized an entire nation to believe in and to follow through terror, through uh, brutality, uh, and through great persuasion, his charismatic ways, he, he somehow was able to take an entire nation and convince them that his ideology of eliminating the Jews from the uh, extinguishing them, if he could, off the face of the earth, and that national pride of Nazi Germany could one day rule the world. He built an army second to none. 
and his loyal followers were enormous. He used modern technology like no one else. He's the first political speaker to speak before hundreds of thousands of people using a microphone and speakers in the the outdoor area. No one had ever done that. So he used modern technology. He used the power of persuasion. He used a demonic spirit that was so convincing that he could fool anyone except the very elect. Now, let me tell you some things that took place. When he was a little boy, about the age of nine, he went into a museum there in his hometown in Austria. As he was going through the museum, he came to a shadow box on the wall, the Spear of Destiny, believed to be the spear used by the Roman soldiers when they pierced Jesus in the side. He was mesmerized by it, he was captivated by it, and he stood there and stared at it. The next day, when he got off school, he went back to the museum at 4 o'clock in the afternoon because it was the final hour. It was free. He went in. He went straight to the shadow box and stared at the Spear of Destiny, also known as the Spear of Loganus. He did this day after day, and he would go back periodically. And he started to get involved in the occult, satanic Uh, manuscripts. He began to look into the dark side and and he would keep making his visits to the Spear of Destiny. At the age of 13, he says that a black mass came out of the box and entered into him. He constantly pursued the occult. Now, he rose to power in Germany. He was thrown in prison even at first from his Nazi, Nazi party, but when he got out, he somehow rose again. And unbelievably, he wound up the Fuhrer uh, by 1933 and in five years convinced an entire nation to, to get rid of their democracy, their constitution, and adapt all power to him. I mean, are you serious? I mean, I, I, to this day, I still think about that. How did he do this? By what force? By what power was he using There's no question he had the spirit of darkness upon him, the demons of hell. He was a modern-day Nephilim who was leading an entire nation toward the gates of damnation. And his entire focus was on extermination of the Jewish people. Now, by 1938, he began. Folks, from 1938 to 1945, a seven-year period, he literally turned the world upside down. He was truly the forerunner to the end time antichrist. He not only captivated the German people, but he put fear in the hearts of every major world leader as they watched his propaganda machine uh, uh, literally just take advantage of people. And while he was in the process of launching a war, invasion of uh, most of Europe, He was systematically starting the process of eliminating Jews from the face of the earth. But he didn't do it immediately. He had already been working on them, taking away some of their rights, rewriting the Constitution, starting to uh, take possession of their assets, their their finances, their businesses, their, their money in the bank, their jobs, their influence. And he started this process 
of demoralizing them and convincing the rest of the nation that the Jews were a problem. Sound familiar? I think almost the same thing today is happening among Christians. We are being viewed sometimes as a problem. We're offensive because we've got a cross on the church. Or you wear a necklace with a cross. Or you've got a Bible on the dashboard. Or you've got a bumper sticker that says, we love Jesus. Or you go, you know, we're beginning to be a problem. Just keep, just keep that in mind as you watch your constitutional rights slowly be changed. Policies being adapted uh, toward a, uh, an anti-Christ spirit. So while these things are going on, Hitler was able to start the process of sending the Jewish people to the concentration camps and the mass murdering. Now, here's the thing about it. The camps were already built. So he built them in advance of the extermination. He already had a vision and he had been involved in the back breeding, if you will, trying to create this superior race. He used scientists there uh, to help further his cause. He was without question. You know, I, I thought about many times that if I was living in those days, if I was a preacher in Germany and saw what was happening, I would have been thinking, this guy's got to be the Antichrist. Well, he was an Antichrist. He just wasn't the world leader, the world Antichrist. Well, there's some things have to happen, uh, certainly. Uh, if you'll go with me to the book of Daniel, I want to read to you a very important part of Scripture. Uh, in Daniel chapter 9, verse 27, the Bible says, it speaks of the abomination of desolation uh, in the word of the Lord. And it says, and he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. And in the midst of the week, he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease. And for the overspreading of abominations, he shall make it desolate, even until the consummation and that determined shall be poured upon the desolate. There's an abomination of desolation coming. Now, we know that the temple, the first temple was destroyed. And, and uh, we know that happened in 586 B.C. by the Babylonians, in which Nebuchadnezzar and some of the others would, would constantly uh, perform uh, pagan rituals in the temple of God and steal the golden vessels and, and uh, completely desecrate uh, the temple of the Lord. But that was not the abomination of desolation that Jesus is talking about. We know the temple would be destroyed a second time uh, in 70 AD by the Roman Empire. And Jesus even prophesied that every stone would be overturned. And it was. But Jesus was asked the question again, Matthew 24, about the signs of the end times. He goes through the entire list of earthquakes and wars, persecutions and sorrows, and then says, but when, and he even says that when, because iniquity abound, the love of many will wax cold, but he that endure to the end, the same shall be saved. And when this gospel is preached into all the world, into a witness unto all nations, then shall the end come. And so we must get the gospel of Jesus Christ to every creature, to every individual, to every nation by preaching the power of the cross. Not to cower into the corner because of the, uh, the corruption and the persecution that may be coming upon us. But quite the contrary, we should stand up like soldiers of the cross. 
wearing the blood-stained banner of Jesus, having your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, having the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of the Lord, your shield of faith to fight off all the fiery darts of the devil. I mean, don't, don't lay down now. This isn't time. Don't go AWOL now, church. This is the time to prepare yourself for the days we're in. Notice what Jesus said, though, in Matthew 24, 15. But when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place, whosoever readeth, let him understandeth. That is Matthew 24, verse 15. Jesus says, when you see this prophecy that Daniel said in Daniel 9, 27, you will literally... It is a major biblical prophecy milestone. And then Paul tells us what is the abomination of desolation in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, where we started this broadcast today. Paul even writes this. And then verse 8. I'm in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 8. And then shall the wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming, even him whose coming is after the working of Satan, with all power and signs and lying wonders, and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion, that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned, who believe not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. This day is coming. The temple has not been built, but the plans, the blueprints are drawn. All of the things that are needed for the temple are being prepared. And an antichrist spirit is rising globally around the world. I got another verse for you, though. If you go to Revelation chapter 2, verse 13. When Adolf Hitler did take over the world or started to take over the world and attacking Europe, he sent his armies into Austria to the town that he grew up in, to the very museum where he knew the spear of destiny was on the wall in the shadow box. And he ordered it be brought to him. You see, some world conquerors before him had also had the spear. Constantine, uh, Napoleon Bonaparte, others. They believed that they had the spear of destiny, the very spear believed to be used to pierce Christ in the side, that it would give them super occultic power to conquer the world. And so now Hitler had his opportunity. They brought the spear to him and he kept it with him everywhere he went as he was leading Nazi Germany to its destruction. But he did something else. He knew that the altar of Zeus was in Athens, Greece. Now, the altar of Zeus is uh, actually was a place where Christians would be, on this altar was a calf, and they would take Christians and put them inside the belly of the calf, tie them up, shut the door, and then heat the altar. It would heat the calf, and as the Christians inside would begin to scream in agony, the music playing, the people would be dancing around the altar of Zeus, Hit the, the individual being uh, put to death, their voice would go through the mouth of the calf, and the mouth of the calf had 
uh, organ pipes in it, and it made a sound, an eerie sound of music, so that the person dying made the sound of the calf wail, and that would just heighten the demonic spirits around this. Can you imagine? Matter of fact, Jesus knows that the archbishop of the church of Pergamos was actually become a martyr on this very spot, on the altar of Zeus. And look what Jesus said in Revelation chapter 2, verse 13. I know thy works, and where thou dwellest, even where Satan's seat is. And thou holdest fast my name, and hast not denied my faith, even in those days wherein Antipas was my faithful martyr, who was slain among you, where Satan dwelleth. Now get this. Jesus refers to an archbishop Christian who was sacrificed on the altar of Zeus in Athens, Greece. And he says, this is where Satan dwelleth. It's Satan's seat. Guess what Adolf Hitler did? He, when he got in position, he ordered the altar of Zeus to be dis- taken apart, dissembled, brought to Berlin and re-established, and it's there today inside one of the museums. He brought Satan's seat to Berlin. He had the spear of destiny. He was exterminating the Jews. He was trying, he hated Christianity. He was trying to conquer the world. He was the closest thing to the last day Antichrist that we've ever seen. But my friend, he failed because there was no temple for him to walk in in Jerusalem and declare that he was God. He had the Antichrist spirit, but he was the forerunner to the one that's going to come. Now get this. If Hitler had not done what he did to the Jews, there would have been no need for the nation of Israel to be established after World War II. And when Harry Truman, the President of the United States, was brought the documents that were getting ready to be voted upon by the United Nations Resolution, They ask him, what should the name of this country be called? He says, what does the Bible say? It shall be called the nation of Israel. Even King David in Psalms 83 refers to the nation of Israel, even though the nation of Israel had never been ever established. The kingdom of Israel had and the kingdom of Judah, but not ever called a nation. Harry Truman then signed and they voted unanimously the entire world that Israel should be established. Jews then started migrating back to Israel exactly as it was prophesied in the book of Ezekiel and other Old Testament prophets that this day would come. None of this would have happened if the forerunner to the Antichrist, Adolf Hitler, if he had not risen to power. Now, now that Israel is established, now that we're uh, getting close to the 70th year of his existence, getting close to the 50th anniversary of Jerusalem, being unified. Look at the armies that are starting to surround Israel. Look at Iran and the nuclear bomb. Look at the, uh, the hatred, the anti-Semitism that's rising again, not only toward Israel and the Jews, but toward the Christians around the world. Why? Because the Antichrist is about to rise. We're in the age of the Antichrist. And so if you're not saved, I would really say to you right now, I don't know about you, but you don't want to be left behind to face the wrath of God in an unstable world. 
Instead, give your life to Jesus Christ. Be born again. Be washed in the blood. You can go to my website right now, www.paulbegleyprophecy.com. That's www.paulbegleyprophecy.com. Go there right now. There's people in the chat room that will help you. I'll be there on Friday nights, and we'll pray with you and lead you to Jesus Christ. You can do this right now. Get in there and do it. Give your life to Christ. Don't let the devil deceive you. He's tricked many people long enough. If you are a a viewer of this televised broadcast, you would like these teachings, you know, you can go watch my YouTube videos. I, I have... Look, Paul Begley 34 on YouTube, help me get 100,000 subscribers. I think the last time I looked at it, it was right at 99,000. Help me get there. Matter of fact, come and watch and learn what's going on in the end times. But more importantly, more than anything, give your life to Jesus Christ. Call upon the name of the Lord and understand the age of the Antichrist is here. Now, I'm going to be preaching in a, uh, my own conference. I'm hosting a conference in Dallas, Texas. September 12th, 2015, at the K. Hutchison Convention Center, downtown Dallas. It's on, uh, go to my website, get registered. I have 800 seats available and they're filling up fast. Go ahead, get registered. If I have to, we'll break out more chairs. We get, you get more room. But come on, let's be ready for an all day event on end time Bible prophecy. We'll be preaching there. It's called the Texas Explosion Bible Prophecy Conference. And uh, our website has all the information as well as hotel accommodations. Also, at the end of September, I'm going to be preaching a blood moon revival. A blood moon revival. Of course, the fourth blood moon is about to happen. And that will be on September 27th, 28th, 29th, and 30th. Four nights during the fourth and final blood moon at Tri-State Ministries in Hyman, Pennsylvania. Go to my website, find all the information. And uh, that church has also doubled its sanctuary and is expect, and they're going to be dedicating it during that weekend. Are you serious? We're, I'm saying to you now that time is running out. I'm telling you, you're in the age of the Antichrist. It would not shock me that they would, if they don't start building the temple within three years. And when I asked Yehuda Glick, Rabbi Glick, how long would it take? He said, we could build it in six months. We have everything we need. Are you ready? Are you ready to meet the Lord? Are you seriously saved? Give your life to Jesus Christ. Get back here next week. Don't miss these broadcasts. I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for watching the broadcast. I really appreciate it. And I'll tell you something. If you'd like to know more about some of our books that we've written, go to our website at www.paulbegley.com prophecy.com that's www.paulbegleyprophecy.com i've even got music cds i've actually have a couple country gospel music cds that we recorded that i think you'll really enjoy i have five books that i've written this is my newest one jerusalem jihad jerusalem jihad this has to do about an end time apocalyptic scenario that includes the rebuilding of the temple also uh the two witnesses And uh, it's a powerful presentation, if you will, on how things are starting to come together here in the last days. So again, check out all of our books, uh, CDs, and everything else we have. And your donations are greatly appreciated at our website. God bless you. In Jesus' name.
Erev Tov, Chavri Imam, Stephen Benun, you're watching Israeli News Live. And tonight we'll be looking at some disturbing news that fits Jesus' own prophetic words of what would happen in the end of days. Not only are we seeing ISIS fulfill these words, but even across the world, his words are definitely haunting, to say the least there. President Zaman with the Czech Republic is telling it like it is and pulling no punches as usual. And also uh, some other breaking news we'll be going to in just a moment here about Israel and something that has happened by Doctors Without Borders in France just recently. But first we will take you to a disturbing trend in Turkey's government cover-ups in the U.S. afraid of the truth being exposed. Um, something that's very alarming to us as well. But actually, I'll tell you what, instead of going to that news first there, I do want to take you about the particular news uh, cast that is going on right now uh, that we just got. Brother Conrad shared this here with me. Uh, I just caught this before coming on air, so I want to bring you to this first here. French Jews are outraged over exhibit glorifying Arab terror. I apologize. Actually, Brother Conrad shared a different article with me there. Um, this one here was something we caught after looking at the article he brought out. Uh, anyway, the, um, this uh, uh, French Jewish groups are in arms over a new photo exhibition in Paris, which they argue glorifies Palestinian terrorism. Uh, the controversial exhibition put up uh, by Doctors Without Borders features pictures and accompanying te text about the Israel-Palestinian conflict, which it claims began with Zionism, goal of creating a Jewish state in Palestine. So Doctors Without Borders flat out accuses the Jewish people of creating the state to begin with and causing all the problems that are going on in the Middle East. I guess the Doctors Without Borders must not have a very good historical education knowing that the British mandate is actually what first established the Jewish state. Uh, as well, the British mandate was the one that determined that the, the Jewish state would actually be headed by two rabbis, uh, one from the Ashkenazi uh, side and the other by the Sephardic side. Many other things about this mandate. In fact, there was no country, if I recall right, there was no country of Jordan at that time. Uh, so the land, the, the British mandate actually gave far more land than what Israel has today. And this was a place for the Jewish homeland. It was very much deserted area back in those days. Uh, but that's something they've kind of ignored to say the least. Another part of the exposition centers on a 26-year-old from Shechem who has been imprisoned multiple times in Israeli jails without expounding on the terrorist crimes that likely put him in jail. That's what the uh, Israel National News is saying there. They're not even looking at why the man ended up in jail so many different times. Uh, but the exhibit, exhibit simply describes Israeli prisons as having degrading, humiliating conditions. I think pretty much all prisons are like that. Another photo displays an Arabic language poster describing a Palestinian terrorist eliminated while attacking Israelis as a martyr. Of course, the article goes on more and more. You can catch us on our Facebook page, Israeli News Live, if you'd like to see more of this. Uh, the article, though, that Brother um, Conrad shared with me is this one right here, though, and I'll bring this out real quick, too. This is something I'd actually seen another post myself regarding this here. This is uh, a report, uh, this is done by Reuters here, USC's bearable cost, key goals met for Russia in, in, uh, uh, in Syria so far. Analysts of the, of the U.S. military is actually praising Russia for its, uh, of course, 
these are analysts that do not want to be uh, don't want anybody to know who they are. But anyway, three months uh, into the, his military intervention in Syria, Russian President Vladimir Putin has achieved his central goal of stabilizing the Assad government government and with the cost relatively low could sustain military operations at this level for years, U.S. officials and military analysts say. That assessment comes despite public assertions by President Barack Obama, top aides that Putin has embarked on an ill-conceived mission in support of Syrian President Bashar al-Assad that it will struggle to afford and that will likely fail. I think it is indisputable that Assad regime with Russian military support is probably in a safer position than it was that a senior administration official who requested anonymity. Five other U.S. officials interviewed by Reuters concurred with the view that the Russian mission has been mostly successful so far and is facing relatively low, uh, a low cost in doing so. I thought those were kind of very interesting to say the least there. And... Um, but anyway, there. Let's let's move on though to the article that I wanted to bring to your attention here that I spoke about earlier. Uh, this is in regards to the Syrian journalist, uh, the the filmmaker. And let me just back up right here. This is where we actually want to go here. Um, we are actually looking here. This is this is a uh, Syrian journalist who was murdered. Uh, his name is Naji uh, uh, Jerf. And uh, he was actually murdered in Turkey today. It was a drive-by shooting, but apparently whoever was doing the assassination, the car was moving. It was a pistol used with a silencer, and the man was shot in the head. And this is something that's really kind of caught my attention here. Now, there's many that are saying that ISIS is behind this, but even as it's mentioned in the report here, uh, the the according to uh, RT, some of the uh, they were interviewing a Syrian journalist from Damascus that stated that works for RT there that stated that it is relatively it is nearly impossible to come up with a silencer even during a wartime period. Now I have found articles that does show that uh, silencers were uh, given to Iraqi forces by U.S. officials during the the war there. Uh, so there are certainly silencers that are floating around. There's been different types for rifles, for pistols, etc. But there again, they do claim that they're very rare to come by. Now, another thing, though, that is very interesting in this, when we begin to look at this story here, is that um, um, when I actually begin to dive deeper into this, uh, I wanted to see what is it that would cause this man that they would want him dead. And of course, uh, uh, one, they also interviewed a, a journalist from uh, uh, Turkey, from Ankara, and he says it's ISIS because of exposing what the atrocities that ISIS has done, especially in Aleppo. But that's a big concern of mine because you have to understand ISIS seems to pride itself in glorifying the horrific things that they do to their, uh, to their opponents. So is there something deeper behind this? And that's where my concern comes up in this. This is a journalist who is a uh, film producer, a documentary uh, specialist there. Uh, he, I have seen the 30-minute uh, segment that he did on the documentary that documented the atrocities that were done by ISIS in Aleppo. Uh, it's not, to me, super revealing when it comes to the atrocities that they did. 
but it's clearly documenting what goes on. Now my question is then, is there something else or maybe perhaps something in his documentary films that you're seeing footage of now on your screen there, is there some, some, something in the footage there that might uh, cause problems for other countries that are involved? I mean, Russia already is accusing Syria of very much deep involvement, not Syria, but Turkey of deep involvement with ISIS, backing them, supplying them, training them. Uh, and allowing training to be done on their side. Even RT News has come out with another report uh, just today that uh, a, a, another man that had been captured uh, by the Kurds that says that yes, the training bases are inside of the Turkey. Inside Turkey, he was trained there himself, uh, and he's also worked with many others that have been trained uh, inside Turkey before going on to the fronts there. So my question is, 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 uh, is this particular man right here, did he know something uh, that would implicate Turkey's involvement in ISIS or possibly even the United States uh, way in the background? Now, one thing, though, that I would like to share with you that I think is interesting, to say the very least in this, and this was from an article that I picked up. Um, it was on the New York Times. And it's something, it's just a, a little inside note here because the Navy SEALs, especially Team 6, is very, uh, very known for using, uh, uh, using silencers uh, as part of their armament that they use. Of course, they are trained unbelievably well. And, uh, and, and yet there's all kinds of things that go on in, in the, uh, with the Navy SEALs around the world that the world never even knows. Many politicians will never know about it. Uh, it's very much a very secret organization of things that happen. But this was uh, in the article in the New York Times here that was uh, produced here back in June, uh, or excuse me, July, uh, was it June 7th or July 7th of 2015, where it came out, uh, The Secret History of the SEAL Team 6. And this was the part that I wanted to share with you. The unit's advocates expressed no doubt about the value of such invisible warriors. If you want these forces, to do things that occasionally bend the rules of international law, said James G. Stavridis, a retired admiral and former Supreme Allied Commander at NATO, referring to going into undeclared war zones, you certainly don't want that out in public. Team 6, he added, should continue to operate in the shadows. But others warn of the seduction of an endless campaign of secret missions far from public view. If you're unacknowledgeable on the battlefield, said William C. Banks, an expert on national security law at Syracuse University, you're not accountable. Now, I can't say the U.S. was involved in this assassination at all. It could have easily been ISIS, as many have suggested. But I do question... Who had the ability to assassinate using a moving vehicle with a pistol? Silencer wouldn't be the big issue here, but a headshot with a moving vehicle, no less. One thing's for sure, using a silencer, they did not want to attract attention to who was actually doing the shooting. And it was in broad daylight. It wasn't something that was done at night. It's a very gutsy move, to say the very least there. Sure, in the days ahead, we'll find out more about what actually happened here, but let's go ahead and go with our main top story that I wanted to bring to you, the very, the very thing that brings the title of this particular broadcast here, a prophecy 
that Jesus himself made that we are seeing, not just ISIS fulfilling, but something that is very concerning to me. It's a prophecy that Jesus made that's being fulfilled globally. But ISIS's own account in an article that we pulled up here and we saved for you, and I believe that was RT News that did it there, uh, is clearly also fulfilling passages that I shouldn't say necessarily fulfilling. They're, they're helping to fulfill the passages that Jesus said would happen in this day here. Let's look at it. Luke 17, verse 26. And it was in the days as it, and as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be also in the days of the Son of Man. They did eat, they drank, they married wives. They were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered in the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Now, of course, we did a little teaching a little while back. I won't get into all of that in a news broadcast here. But one thing I will say here, if you have to go and see what they were eating and drinking in order to know what Jesus really meant by these famous words that he posted here. And when you go to the book of Enoch, we find out exactly what they were eating and drinking. According to Enoch, the fallen angels, when they came down and cohabitated with the women and produced children by them, they produced giants and said they ate up all the toil. I'm just paraphrasing this one because I didn't have it pulled up for you in time. But they ate all the toil of the men. In other words, all the vegetables and things that were being grown at that time, they ate everything. And when that could not sustain them any longer, according to Enoch, they turned on the human beings and began to eat the men, and drink their blood. As well as it went on to say they sinned against the animals and they ate them as well. This is where eating human and animal flesh first began. Jesus says it would repeat again. That same thing would happen again. So what do we have here that's so interesting here to me in RT News's article right here? It's an inside look about ISIS. And what happened is they discovered some very interesting documentation that I wanted to share with you. Leaked documents from U.S. officials reveal Islamic State has a high level of organization with numerous departments, including one dealing with war spoils such as slaves, stolen antiquities, and natural resources. Documents seized by U.S. Special Operations Forces in a raid in Syria in May revealed the extremist group's hierarchy and complex bureaucracy. Some of the documents, including data stored on computer hard drives, CDs, DVDs, and paper, were later seen by Reuters. This really kind of brings it out, the level of bureaucratization, organization, uh, the Dewans, which is a high governmental body, the committees, uh, Brett uh, McGurk, President Barack Obama's special envoy for the anti-ISIL coalition, told Reuters, the documents show there are even two separate diwans for the export of natural resources such as oil and for war, war spoils such as slaves. According to the Amos Huckstein, the U.S. State Department top official for energy affairs, these papers show how meticulous and data-oriented the militants are in dealing with natural resources. Islamic State, ISIS or ISIL, is invested in the statehood of the and caliphate image and more so than any other jihadist enterprise. So formal organization besides being practical when you control so much contentious territory in major cities also reinforces the statehood image, said Ayamin al-Tamimi, 
an expert on ISIS structure from the Middle East Forum think tank. Other documents concentrate on their in, uh, internal rivalry between ISIS militants who obtain high positions and the rape of prisoners and treatment of slaves. I just want to give you a little idea there of what the article states here. But as you move on down, though, this is what really caught my attention was when they begin to talk about the fatwa. These are like the rules and regulations, the laws that are written in the group to begin with. Number 64 was issued on January 29th of 2015. It's kind of like delegations of what they are able to do. It says, which presents regulations for rape explaining in detail when and how ISIS militants should have sexual intercourse with female slaves. The next one is the one that I see adding to the fulfillment of Jesus' own words, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the coming of the Son of Man. The group even has a fatwa justifying cannibalism in extreme circumstances. Cannibalism. I mean, that just got me right there. But Jesus said it was as it was in the days of Noah, so would it be in this day that we're living in now. They were eating and drinking and giving in marriage. Enoch, the prophet, in his own writings there, even the Dead Sea Scroll contained the book of Enoch, which has been, for the most part, has survived down through time, especially uh, thanks to the Ethiopian community, the Ethiopian Jewish community that also has maintained this book. But the Ethiopian community there, in the, in the book there of Enoch, states that they were eating human beings. They were drinking their blood. And now we see ISIS actually has a fatwa, a declaration, a judgment, you might say, in their own guides, their own guidelines, justifying cannibalism. What else? Well, when I've seen that, though, I could not help but remember what happens in the United States, not just the U.S., but even in Europe. Cannibalism isn't just limited to someone eating someone's flesh, according to ISIS members, that they're allowed to do in extreme circumstances, but it's part of the norm. Although very minute in the United States, WN... Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.